Hello, cunts, and welcome to Nothing to Play Podcast, a mediocre podcast about video games, movies, and the Yuletide season. This is... And gaslighting. And gaslighting. This is episode 43, and, and we're back. It's it's the Christmas special, the annual Christmas special. We're going to be, you know, it's the end of the year, and we're going to be going over some of our favorite, you know, movies, video games, TV shows that came out this year. And as usual, at the very end, we did Secret Santa again this year, so we're going to uh, open up our little prezies, you know, kind of see see if we got some goodies. And to do that with me, I have the boys. We got Maddie Martin. Hi. And we got Troy. Hi. And we got Tanner. Hey. And then we got everyone's favorite, Bean Dip. And Man, he, everyone just broke the uh, the theme that me and Troy had, and yeah, there. I, I was I was digging it. Yeah, as per usual, we had a good thing going, and then uh, Tanner had to <laughs> break away. You gotta rebel, you know. Like I'm not gonna conform. <laughs> yeah, now that he has his own podcast, he's like, they don't need this fucking I'm, shit show I'm, anymore. I'm like, I, dude, I'm like ten episodes into Andor. I, I gotta <laughs> stick with it. Dude, yeah. It's good. Fuck fascism, baby. <laughs> Dude, so, I don't know how many episodes there was. Then was there twelve? Spoilers. It's twelve. Uh, it's 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 true. There was about twelve years of fascism. Well, I saw zero episodes. <laughs> a little of it, more so. than that. <laughs> Are you sure? Of fascism? Yeah, I think there was more than twelve years of fascism. I mean, New York has an entire week of it. <laughs> New York fascism week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, doesn't Kanye go to a lot of fashion weeks? He doesn't. Right, so we're done. We're, yeah. we're opening the gifts now. Yeah, I'm like the only thing Kanye goes to anymore is his uh like parole meetings and to <laughs> go to the Gap to try and get his clothes that they don't want to sell anymore. Hitler Memorial. <laughs> Hitler yeah. Memorial. So how, how have you guys? Been? It's been a minute since. You know, the, well, the last episode I think was literally in June, and not e- not even everyone was on that one. So, so how's everyone's year been? the The year of twenty, the year of layoffs. A lot of people have been getting laid off this year. A lot of eggs are four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Troy was bitching about that like a month ago. That apparently in I Seattle mean, you have true. to get a it second mortgage is. to get some it's eggs. True. Dude, for real, I just went grocery shopping and I was I got the essentials, like bread, eggs, milk. It was two hundred and ten dollars. Fuck. Like, That's no why joke. Troy I has mean, to sell all his comics because he can't make fucking real. breakfast anymore. <laughs> people people no are joke. offering groceries and trade first. <laughs> yeah, I would I would easily easily trade uh, some like original prints for a thirty dollar steak. No problem. Okay. I take that deal every day. Well, little does everyone know, Troy's wife is French, so they spend most of their money on butter. That's not untrue. Uh, we always have baguettes in house. Uh, that is, you're you're not as far away from reality with that yeah. joke as you might think. Every room in the house has one butter belt, minimum. <laughs> and then, what about you, Maddie Martin? I know you you went to Pax Unplugged. You went to a million fucking conventions this year. Yeah, I've been to like fucking nine conventions, and I don't want to go to another convention at all. 
Yeah, Matt had but, uh, five Chicago famous chill Philly cheesesteaks this year. Yeah. <laughs> in Philly, no less. Yeah, in actual Philly. And then Tanner finally started his podcast this year, and he's got episodes. Yeah, uh, not I haven't made as many episodes as I'd like of the podcast, but yeah, that started earlier this year, and I do one. I guess like every couple months, I'd like to do one every month. Um, but yeah, we've got some coming down the pipeline. I spend most of my time on the website doing like written articles and reviews, and then my TikTok channel is like DOA right now. But uh, I do have a couple videos in the. I'm between editing programs right now, so I need to get a new editing program. Then I can start doing videos again. Um, and then I've also been trying to sell my house, uh, and I recently moved. And those are uh, Troy's uh, <laughs> blinders <laughs> behind him, just FYI. Yeah, it's okay. Like, no one heard that. Yeah, I was like, my, my dog. Well, like, if, well, it, if it was an enthralling him. speech about selling houses or unsuccessfully selling. Yeah, Tanner said like, he's not going to post yeah, another was, video um, yeah, review. That's right, but... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know what happened. Like, yeah, the audio apparently was out of sync there for a second. No. Yeah, it's not important. <laughs> Speaking of not important, and then Brandon's here, and... <laughs> That's my cue. And how, how's Brandon been this year? Uh, I am okay. Uh, we bought a new house this year, as you know. Uh, you guys were there. Uh, for the housewarming party, everyone except Troy, because he doesn't like me. He didn't come to yeah. the housewarming party. <laughs> well, you didn't buy a house back in 2011. And that's yeah. why I wasn't there. Yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. But, you know, PJ's kids were there, though, and they had a fun time oh, yeah, throwing your garbage can lid around and spilling drinks on people. And, it was and a throwing great sticks time. at your dogs. Sticks yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. chihuahuas fetch, you know. They do, especially <laughs> when you throw it right at them. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, but we bought we bought our new house, and uh, we were just crazy busy for like a month. Um, I I lost like literally lost like 15 pounds um, just from the move, from just running around and working on things constantly every day. Um, so that was great. Right um, about it. Yeah, I was like, what's yeah, that convert no, no, to no, into U.S. currency? No, I was too thin at that point. I had already lost the weight I wanted to lose that year from exercising, and then I, it just kept dropping. And I was like, okay, this this is not good. Um, but uh, but yeah, so everything's settled with the house now. Finally, I can relax and, and actually enjoy the space a bit. And, and eat. Uh, and apparently play one new video game <laughs> for the entire year, as I discovered when we were trying to make our list. So. Yeah, one new video game, yeah. a.k.a. Horizon. Indeed. Spoilers. It's a good one. Well, I mean, yeah. For I guess those. I mean, Brandon's talked every episode. I think Brandon's been on. That's all he's talked about. So I don't know if that's major spoilers or not. That or Final Fantasy Renaissance. Hey, I'm, shameless plug. Yeah, I was like, since we're already getting to it, you know, that's one of the things we're going to be talking about is our top three games. I know Matt is, before is not the working on our own video games. So there's the top three. No. Oh, and we plant and we plant our own video games. I mean, we can't. I don't. You, if, if you want, I, I you left. Want. I left Destiny off the list. I mean, did you play Destiny? Yeah, I played all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to lie, Troy. I don't think Bungie's gonna listen to this. 
First of all, that's not true. <laughs> right? I'm pretty sure one of your 13 viewers is Bungie. Yeah, is the entirety of Bungie. Zach Bungie, the person yeah. who founded it. Yeah, if Zach Bungie <laughs> yeah. wants to sponsor us, you know, hit me up. <laughs> but yes, we're going to be talking some video games, you know, our top three video games. Matt was trying to add bug snacks to the list and you know that it's came on out. the list no it came out I two years ago that doesn't like, fucking count like, what did you play it on though i played it on the switch and it came out to this year on the I switch that's allowed no, i, think that's I don't think that that's dude bullshit. bioshock that's just came title. out on the it's switch it's a bioshock can't be game of the fucking year when it came out in 2009 oh, like fuck i'm added anyway so I guess we will go in, I guess, round robin circle start. We'll start with Brandon since Brandon wanted to go last and now he gets to go first. He's already given two <laughs> quick questions. That's now, true. He's, we... he's already given all his games he's played. I, before we jump into this, also, you should mention that we're doing several categories, not just video games. But um, I did. I said that doing... at the very beginning. Are, are you? Are you gaslighting? Yeah, dude. Put one on the gaslight counter. Beginning of the episode, Tanner's like three fucking bong rips in. He can't even fucking remember what the fuck I said at the beginning of the podcast. Um. Okay. Uh. My question. It's more than three. No. Okay. So we're picking three, but my question is like, do you want them in like a particular order? Is just like it doesn't matter. I figured. So my three. I figured we would kind of go around round robin style and start with three yeah, so your number three pick and, and then, then number two, two and then number okay, one so we and do then, want them yeah so we are like you know it is tiered and we're trying to t yeah the top of the i mean top. i okay, sorted right. mine that is how i did mine was i, I, I did mine, mine one two three yeah um, that's yeah. how i did two just for safety but i don't feel great about it on like the I don't movie feel category. great I don't, I, tanner's gonna we'll upset the happens. oscars over here because he didn't put some sundance film as number one Oh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. You'll get canceled. Yeah. So, Bean Dip, what is, what is your number three game for the year? <laughs> you want me to go first? I'm have the most boring list. Uh, well, I guess my number three game is Horizon Forbidden West, Justin. Wow, that was your number three? You well, love that game. game. It's one, two, and three. <laughs> wow. Dude, dude. <laughs> give it up. Her I literally could not come up with one other new game I played this year. Dude, I Wait, just didn't went. Cyberpunk come out this year? No. 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 It came out last. Why does nobody next... fucking know a games that I, actually came I out this it year? Out this year, it, it, I'm, it, pretty, sure, I'm pretty no. sure it came out on the Switch this year. No, it came so. <laughs> The official PS5 version did come out this year, but it came out right, on PS4. If you played it on PS5, then... On yeah, if you played Inscription on the PS5 this year, then yeah, Inscription came out this year, even though it was Game of Let the Year last fucking year. Fast. No, it makes no I, sense. I agree with Justin, it needs to be the year of release, but I think in Brandon's case, since he doesn't have a 2 or 3, maybe he should pick the <laughs> PS5 version of Cyberpunk yeah, for but, uh, his number 2 or 3. Well, or and I, you know, I'm not opposed to giving Horizon all three spots because it earned fuck all at the Game Awards, so Brandon's trying to make up for that by was giving it, it all three spots. For anything? It was nominated um, for everything at the Game Awards, and it got nothing because God of War and Elden Ring, which are the two better games, were also in the same categories as it, so... 
Should have won fucking something. From what I heard, God of War's combat was like pretty much the same thing as the the previous game. And oh, really I'm gonna talk about God game. of War. Wait, wait, <laughs> oh, we, we got some God of War to talk about. Yeah. Um. There's also a mobile game that I have on my phone that I think maybe came out this year because I downloaded it at some point this year. It's called The Tower, and it's just like one of those kind of idle games that you just it's it's almost like tower defense you just got like this little like dot in the center of the screen that's just shooting at things as they're coming from all directions and they get in range and it shoots them and then you collect points that uh you can use to upgrade like your range and your damage and stuff like that so every run you get progressively slightly better and get slightly farther so maybe i'll throw it on the list <laughs> oh, like how list. brandon's list is horizon the fucking monkey with balloons, tower defense, newgrounds fucking game, and then Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> 14. 11 would be the only other one I've played this year. Oh, yeah, he hasn't played 14. No. Spent most of my game time playing FF11. Real quick, I have another question about these. Um, if we have overlap, so, like, say Brandon's number three is Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> And Matt's number one is Final Fantasy fourteen. Are we talking about it on like Brandon's number three pick, or does somebody like I have it higher on my list, and we wait until we get to that? I mean, you can just say it. you have it higher, and then if you have like something, or should we not say that at all, and just like later on be like, oh, well, it's actually my number one. I know you picked it. Earlier. I said let them let them talk about it. Whoever brings it up first, and then everyone that has it on their list somewhere else, when you get to them, they can expand on it if they want. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying. So like, don't, you can, so, don't, so don't jump ahead. Just wait until yeah. it gets You down. wait your turn to talk about right. Final Fantasy Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. All right. All right. Justin, All right. number three. Oh, was Brandon done talking about Horizon? He said everything he had to say about Horizon. No, he was talking about the mobile Horizon. game. Horizon will He's going to get two other options to talk yeah, about. Horizon okay, so target. so Monkey Balloon Spoiling Tower it. Defense game was Spoiling number it. three then? Tower is number three. If, right. if Cyberpunk counts as one of them, then I'm using the tower as number three. All right. So tower is number So my number three was, honestly, <laughs> Mario and Rabbid Sparks of Hope was my number three. And I... I haven't beat it yet. I'm like right towards the end of the game, but it's been it's a really fun kind of everything they've done in this version. They expanded on and improved from the original and like the overworld system's good, like upgrading your characters is like good. Like they kind of give you situations where you're forced to use other characters, so it kind of gives you a reason to upgrade everyone and I always like it when you can everyone levels up together like you don't have to be like oh i'm just gonna use these three and then they're super good but then everyone else is just kind of shit tier because you never use them so it, that kind of makes it easier when you're forced to switch to other characters and stuff but it actually runs well on the switch which for a lot of the games that came out towards the end of the year for switch you can't really say that so that's always a plus and so it came out on the switch this year justin yes so but then does that mean it not count? Apparently nothing that comes out on the Switch this year counts. Well, the only console it came out on was the Switch. I don't know. I think it's uh, I think you're splitting hairs here. Oh, well, I mean, you're right. Bioshock did come out on the Switch this year, so that 2009 game should win Game of the Year this year since it came out this year on the Switch, along yeah, with every other sounds... game that came out 10 years ago comes out on the Switch. I think if something releases on the Switch, that's the actual year it came out. Like it wasn't, it didn't release until it was on the Switch. You're right, you know, and every time Kanye <laughs> updates one of his musics, you know, 
they, but they came out that year. Kanye counter now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye references. Yeah, I'm Man, just, I'm just mentioning. I hope that the whole like video is just filled with counters by the end of this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying his name because you know he just goes on podcasts to get clicks. So by saying his name, it'll pop up in other people's feeds. All right, honestly, I see the logic there. Speaking of logic, hey Matt, what's your number three for games this year? Uh, the first two are really easy for me, so I, number three, I had to like figure out which one I wanted to put there. But I think I had like the most enjoyment and actually did the most in Tinykin, which is like this tiny little indie game. It's a 3D collect-a-thon platformer that's got Pikmin kind of elements. So it's all micro-sized character jumping around like a human house, and you're collecting these things called Tinykin. And they kind of follow you around and help you complete puzzles, and it's really fun. I did like Tinykin. That's one that I do really want to beat because it isn't super long. I just need to go back. So many games came out at the end of the year, so it was like hard to return back to it. Well, I also haven't had a lot of games that I felt inspired to 100%, and I did 100% that game, so... And Troy, what was your number three game for the year? So this was without a doubt the hardest thing. Like like with Matt, my one and two are locked. Like without even thinking I knew what they were gonna be. Yep. But there were so many games that didn't count for this list because <laughs> I played them this year, but apparently they don't count. I I wanted to throw Deathloop. I played Deathloop this year and it would have been on my list, but I think that came out like two thousand nineteen, right? Or last year. Uh, so I will be putting Stray. That was the Hat Apocalypse game. I thought it was almost near perfect. Like it would have been higher on my list. The end uh, is just—I don't know. It was a real swing and a miss at the very, very end. I—I I think they were trying to provoke emotion, and what did not give the right emotion. I was more like, "That's fucking stupid. Why would you do that?" But 99% of the game, I thought was a pretty perfect game. And I think that anyone who hasn't played it, just more just for like story experience, the way they told the story is pretty cool. Like, bravo to that studio for doing exactly what they wanted to do. And the cat animation was awesome. They mocap the whole cat. There was a there was a meow button where you just the button just meows. That's it. I mean, if if we've learned anything from Goose Game, you're required to have a button dedicated to animal noises. Yeah. And Tanner, what was I your number three? Good things about that game. My number three was almost stray. So great Ooh. pick, Troy. I almost put. I, I flip flopped it at the last minute. Uh, I went with for my number three. I went with um, uh, neon white, um, which was a big surprise uh, on the Switch uh, released this year. It's like <laughs> uh, it's hard to describe. It's like um, it's like rhythm based like speed running like shooting platformer <laughs> like it's like those it's four hard. different elements together it's like really intense and addictive it's like you're trying to run through a whole like platforming level while also like killing a bunch of creatures and shit within like 30 seconds or 40 seconds and then you do it like 10 12 times in a row trying to get a better time and like you just learn all the tricks and you're like zooming through and stuff and it's all based around the music that's playing too it's just a hell of a lot of fun um i was a big fan of uh, yeah. neon white neon white was almost my number three 
What like, platform is that on? Uh, it's on, on Switch. It's also on PC as well. Yeah, but a different year. No, it's simultaneously <laughs> released at the same time, Troy. So both of them. In the came year out of 2022. Uh, which is the year of our lord <laughs> it's like masama malinkum malinkum salon wow. <laughs> all right brandon all right, what's, what's your number two uh well if i'm allowed to use cyberpunk because i finally got around to playing it and i hadn't played any other games this year then that's my number two so far um yeah i was mentioning in discord the other day i put like like 120 hours at the time i think i'm closer to 140 now um it's it's really good um this is my second time like trying to get into it because the first time it just didn't click with me at all i know justin you were saying kind of the same thing with you didn't click for you and that was the experience i had the first time um honestly watching cyberpunk edge runners the anime helped um because and i don't love anime like like you guys know i'm not super into anime so i thought it was it was pretty good um i enjoyed it but it i didn't think it was like amazing or anything like that uh the anime itself um but what it did do for me was it gave me a really good like slice of that world so i could kind of see a lot of what's going on in that in that whole world and get a, a good feel for you know like how people talk and and what all these different corporations are and stuff like that 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 play a big part in the story of the game so that helped me to get into the beginning of the game because the game itself i think has a problem where it just drops you in and i felt like i i was lost the first time i played it because i felt like i was expected to just like know who these people were that they're talking about and these corporations and all this stuff and and they don't like bother like trying to give you any sort of backstory when you start off. You're, they're just like, yeah, you're here and you're doing things and there's this guy that's showing up to help you. I'm like, what, what is happening? Why should I care about any of this? So, um, so, so playing it the second time, I, I felt like I had a better grasp on, on a little bit better grasp on what was going on. So, but it's, it's super good. Um, it's a lot of fun. Just like cleaning up the city, going and shooting thugs in the face with a sniper rifle and, uh, uh, driving through that city is so much fucking fun, uh, especially when you get a motorcycle. Because um, driving in like first person is really really hard in the cars, and I really wanted like I wanted to to experience like uh, uh, I wanted it to be like more immersive, you know. So I didn't want to drive in third person when I'm in a car, um, but it's really fucking hard to drive in first person because I feel like I can't see anything. Like the the view is terrible through like the windshield and and. Uh, uh, the side windows and stuff like that, especially because you uh, keep swinging the camera back and forth if you want to look at what's around you. But um, but once you get a motorcycle, you try driving it first person in that, like through the city, weaving between cars and shit. That is fun as hell. So honestly, like I barely use the fast travel in that game. I mostly just hop on the motorcycle and drive like all the way. I'll drive like all the way across the map unless I'm really in a hurry to get to some quest point. Um, it's a ton of fun. Brandon wanted it to be more immersive, so he has his VR headset on in his actual car, and he's just driving around <laughs> to the store and shit. No, but I found out that they do have VR mods for the game that I want to try. Uh, I'm going to finish the first playthrough that I'm doing right now, and then like next time I play it, I'll probably uh, try out the VR mods and see if they're, they're any good, because that should be a lot of fun with that game. Since that game is really built to be played in first person, I can only yeah. imagine... Uh, VR would be fucking. And there's amazing. quite a few set scenes in it, so I can oh, yeah. only imagine. Yeah. The oh, VR yeah. is worth it. Yeah. You get the mod so you can bang Keanu Reeves in first person. 
I'm sure there is one. Oh, there is. There, hundred percent is, <laughs> <laughs> is. game of the year. Like, I know. I'm like, got know, it, got it downloaded Justin and does, patched. Justin does love Keanu. He is my boy. Who doesn't? Yeah. Who, who doesn't? doesn't? So he's my, very consensual. Yeah, he he is. You know, he's a beautiful person. And my number I'm two. On the inside and out. Not so much in that game though. He's kind of an asshole. I was like, holy shit! I've never seen Keanu Reeves like this. I, I that was I didn't know I forgot he was in the game honestly, and then when the reveal happened, I was like, oh shit! This is probably the coolest thing to happen. <laughs> so, my number two is a little game you guys may or may not have heard of. It. It's called Tunic, and that did actually come out this year. It came out very early on Xbox, and then to Switch later this year. So it did still come out on switch this year so that does count and it's fantastic it's great it is it took like 10 years for it to come out but i'll be damned if it wasn't worth it it was in indie development hell but it finally came out and the art style's gorgeous the soundtrack is fucking amazing and the level design is like chef's kiss like every corner you go around in that game and you like find the little paths and stuff that like you're like I could have gotten to this area very beginning of the game but because of how they use the camera angles and stuff you didn't know and just all the little secrets the book manual I will still say it is like one of the most impressive things I've seen in gaming like in recent years and stuff collecting the game manual pages and stuff and I mean, I know Matt got so into it, he was actually deciphering the actual language of the game and stuff. That's how fucking deep down the rabbit hole he went with it. And all in all, I thought it was like a great, like, Souls kind of style game. And like the boss fights were good. And it was just a chill. It was a fun world to be in. And it wasn't too long. It didn't overstay its welcome. It looks like a lot of fun. I've heard a bunch of good things about that game. It's a great game, and, like, going in blind is the most amazing experience. It's one of those games where you wish you could replay it again, just wipe your memory and play it again. Because you'll never get the same experience back again. You can play it again, but you're going to know everything. That's one of those games that was, like, I only played, like, a third of it, but I loved, like, every minute of it, and there was no reason why I didn't finish it. It's just, like, I caught up doing other shit, but... I thought it was amazing, the third that I played. <laughs> and Maddie Martin, what is your number two? So, controversial pick. Uh, Elden Ring is my number two. Whoa. I know, right? Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, and, the presses. And, that, and that's, and that's a, it was a hard toss-up because, I mean, spoilers, number one is Tunic. But um, I, I love both games. Like, they both appeal to the thing that I love in games, which is the exploration element. And, I mean, I do I need to say anything about Elden Ring? I mean, like, everyone knows about Elden Ring at this point. But, like, I, I'm a huge FromSoft fan. I, I love the game. I think that they made it massively more accessible to people, which is probably why it was so popular this year. Um, and I think that they did a much better job of giving people accessibility options, not in terms of like an actual option menu, but in terms of ways of approaching the very difficult ways that you, the bosses that they throw at you. And the world's huge and there's stuff to find everywhere you go. And um, yeah, I got very close to 100%ing the game. Like I was almost there. I just had 
a few things that I didn't pick up on my first playthrough, but I'm definitely going to play through it again with a different build. Yeah, it, it is. It is a beast of it. That's why it won at the Game Awards, you know, because it is a fantastic game and it deserved it. And I stand by that. <laughs> and yeah, Troy, what is your number two game of the year? Uh, to maybe like break out of the box a little bit, I'm going to say my number two is Tunic. Uh, I can probably just repeat everything that Justin already said, so I won't waste too much time. But the one thing I will say is that uh, I did not know that you can upgrade your fucking health. I don't know if I missed that page or I didn't read it or what. So I played two-thirds of that game like on the unnecessarily hardest fucking difficulty. Like a difficulty that normal humans wouldn't play at. <laughs> Because I should have had like four times the amount of health by that point in the game. Um, and then once I found that out, I, I, I beat it. But it's super, super fun. Like, honestly, it's just so adorable. The little fox and, and even all the... I don't know. It reminded me so much of Journey, even though it's like not even the same type of game. But the art style and the there not being any language and just trying to figure out the story through a way that's isn't traditional storytelling i really i just i loved it yeah i know when you told me that you didn't know you could upgrade that it blew my mind that you basically got through that far in the game and you didn't realize that you could upgrade your health it was i was soon i was seriously like just dying over and over and being like <laughs> why is this game so fucking hard and i don't like hard games like i'm the opposite of man I do not like whatever those Dark Souls games. I can't stand them. I, Returnal would be on the bottom of my list because it's in fucking possible to beat. All right? There's no accessibility for anyone there. But uh, it was just so so much fun that I just kept playing it. All right. And, uh, and Tanner, what was your number two game of the year? Um, so I didn't finish a whole ton of games this year. If the ones that I did finish were mostly from last year. I think there's only like maybe two or three games from this year that I finished stray being one of them. Cause it was only like six hours long, but, um, still working on it. But my number two, I've seen enough. Uh, my number two is going to be God of War Ragnarok because it's all well, it's fucking awesome. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's got a war uh it's gonna take me ages to get through it um but like the acting is superb the graphics i think the gameplay mechanics although i agree with matt's issues with it mainly like the camera angles and stuff of that nature the difficulty has uh kind of been taxing at some point i still haven't lowered the difficulty so i'm still getting through on like the third tier fine um but, uh, yeah, I, I think they do enough. It's very similar to the last game, but I think that they do enough gameplay mechanics-wise, this time with your different companions, and then, like, spoiler alert, like, your the, the chapters where you play as, like, Atreus, and so, like, whether it be you're playing as Kratos or Atreus, like, there's a pretty good variety of different supporting characters that join you in each uh, chapter, and they all work a little bit differently, and so I think give it enough of a, a different elements uh to where i just think it's just a stellar fucking game and i can't wait to get through and see where the story goes i'm about halfway right now so are you saying that kingdom hearts walked so that god of war could run 
<laughs> yeah, except God of War has a story that you can follow that makes yeah. sense. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know what you mean. The story for Kingdom Hearts makes perfect sense, guys. Yeah, it's like the definition of the Charlie Day meme. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts uh, yeah. like, timeline. Seriously. And so it only I gets worse. I want to say I left God of War off of my list, um, and I have found myself complaining about it more than praising it. And I'm, I'm no joke starting to think like, should I just stop playing and play a different game? And I was so pumped for God of War that I'm like really disappointed with A, how incredibly long it is and how repetitive it is. Like, Oh, is this the God of War segment? Is that, are we now talking about it? Yeah, we can, yeah, go ahead and talk about it. Well, that so that's going to be, I don't know when we were going to talk about runners up, but that's on one of my runners up. Uh, I I think I'm the only one of the five of us who have actually finished it. Brandon has never played a God of War, but everyone, everyone else has at least played some of the game, and I'm the only one who's finished it. The story is 100% worth it to finish. I will say the game feels very bloated at times. Like, they padded it out quite a bit. Not, with, not even with side quests and stuff, but with, like, the story a little bit. There's a little bit of padding in there. And I could go on and on about how I don't think the combat works. Um, I know there's lots of people who really enjoy it. And again, I just went on and on about Elden Ring. And I, I love Elden Ring. I love FromSoft's combat systems. But the thing is with FromSoft's combat is I can most of the time see what is coming up. And there's a pattern. You can see the things that are coming at you. There, It, it doesn't rely on silly indicators or something along those lines but god of war relies so heavily on indicators unblockable things and knowing like the attacks come out and you, you don't know what attack is unblockable and not it's not choreographed well enough or you'll get nickel and dimed by something that's right behind you because you didn't pay attention to the red arrow that's behind kratos like there, there's a lot of stuff in the combat that just really doesn't work for me. I lowered the difficulty so I could actually finish the story. And the story's worth it, without a doubt. The story's great, and it's super heartfelt, and the character development of all the characters is great. But um, if I have to squeeze through one more corridor in a AAA video game, I'm going to blow my brains out on just the podcast. <laughs> I want to add one more thing, and the reason why I think it snuck into my top three, despite me having not finished it, um, is, like, I've complained about it privately to our Discord a million times this year, but it's, like, I feel like it's been a shitty year for, like, AAA titles or, like, big video games. So, like, my short list for games was, like, you know, 90% indies. Um, but, like, the reason why I'm excited about God of War is purely the story. Um, it just, it's, it's like, you know, like a Last of Us type situation where it's like, I'll play through the game because I'm enjoying the story and the environments and stuff so much because it's such a beautiful thing to look at. And so, like, this year when I've been, like, starving for, like, a big story to get into, it's, like, really the only game out of the list that, like, fills that void. Whereas I've played a lot of really great games, but I wouldn't necessarily say the story was a driver for any of them. Um so this one kind of edged out and snuck in there for me, but played a lot of really great games. Just like this was the only like AAA title that uh, I've been like stuck with. And to your point, I mean, I loved Elden Ring and it was 
the only from software i'm like troy i fucking hate hard games or like absurdly hard game games so like from software has always been my enemy uh, but when Elden Ring came out, it was like the first game. I was like, I didn't hate myself while I was playing it. Didn't get very far still, but uh, had a ton of fucking fun like with it. Um, so it would be my honorable mention. So I'll shut up now if anybody else wants to add to anything to God of War. Otherwise, we can go back around the circle. <laughs> I think we're on to Brandon's number one. Yep. Bean right. Diff has what the big be? number one <laughs> game of the year. Uh, yeah, so the the only the only new real definitely new game that I played this year was Horizon Forbidden West. Um, but I, I'm I'm confident that uh, that even if I had played you know three or four games, it would be solidly in the top three, um, if not possibly number one, just depending. Um, and and I know that like you guys give me a bunch of shit like <laughs> you know I've got a boner for Horizon like it's the greatest game ever made, and it's not. But uh, but I, I really love that franchise. Um, the first game really blew me away. I absolutely fell in love with it. I love Aloy as a character. I love the story. I love the setting. Um, and uh, the second game just did so many things better than the first one. Um, just took it to the next level. Um, particularly uh, the combat and traversal um, in the in the second game is is just outstanding. Um, I know that uh, you know I was going on and on about how how much I love the combat in that game, and I think someone was was you know suggesting that it's not it's not all that special. And I, I just I for the life of me I don't know of any other game. And I granted I haven't played as many games as you guys have, but I do not know of any other game that plays like that in the combat where you can uh, scan an enemy, all of its different component parts, its weapons, its weak points, its you know fuel cylinders whatever uh whatever stuff is on that enemy that can that can be torn off and you can like systematically you know strip it down from a distance with different weapons um you know to do different things depending on what you want to do do you want to you know set this enemy on fire by exploding its you know blaze canisters or do you want to like uh you know cover it with acid you know by by shooting a, a weapon onto it that attaches an acid canister and then you shoot that with an acid arrow to make that explode like there's just all this cool shit that you can do in those games not to mention like ripping the actual weapons like the heavy weapons off of an enemy and then using it against them um and then the whole like you know tying them down and stuff like that 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 i thought was really unique as well tying down enemies and and just going to town on them um there's just so many different ways that you can approach combat in that game uh not to mention you can go balls to the wall and just run in and, and hack and slash things if you want to but it's a lot harder if you do it that way you kind of get rewarded by being more methodical and stealthy and studying your enemy first and like studying the terrain around them because there's traps everywhere and all kinds of like things that you can use as traps or you can even set your own traps like there's just so many different ways to approach it um that uh that it, it never got boring to me um, I will say, though, um, that the weak point of the second game was in its main story. 
Um, I thought the first game was pretty solid from start to finish with the main story. Um, I, I kind of would have, I, I had some ideas for how the first game was going to end as far as like a final boss encounter. And, and I was a little bit disappointed there, but that was really the only thing I could think of in the first game that I was a little bit disappointed about. But the second game, um, they really kind of dropped the ball on the main story. Um, it all felt like a little bit of an afterthought um, and it didn't really connect. The, the main storyline itself didn't connect very well at all with any of the other stuff that was going on so it's it almost felt like two different games like the main story felt like one game and then everything else all the exploration and all these different tribes of people that you're trying to like help and everything in the in the forbidden west area felt like a different game um but that part of the game was fucking amazing and huge and expansive and and super well thought out then you have this main story that's just kind of like and here's a, a thing so you can say that you finished the game um so i'm hoping that they they do better in the in the third one in that regard but uh but yeah still just a ton of fun but like 300 something hours into that game jesus yeah so so, so my number one game of the year should probably come as no surprise was matt's number two but it's daddy elden ring <laughs> and i love it like i'm toward i'm towards the end of the game and there's still parts on the map that i haven't even unlocked yet like that is how fucking huge elden ring like there's bosses you could go through the game two three times and there's bosses that you will probably never see in that game in areas that you might never explore and it's just constantly been like, oh, you go through with, like, this weapon, and then you're like, oh, this weapon looks cool and stuff. And there's so many different, like, styles and ways to play and stuff. And I was constant. it's, the reason why it's my number one is because throughout the entirety of this year, since it came out in February, I constantly think about it, or would think about it, or constantly look up YouTube videos on, like, oh, like, this builder, like, oh, this weapon, or this loadout, or whatever. And it's just a constant thing. That whether I hadn't played it for months and I'd still be thinking about it, or I'd play it for like an entire weekend one weekend and like went from like level 70 to level like 130 or something. And it's just incredibly fun. And it's like the culmination of every From Software game together in one game. Like all the lessons they learned from Dark Souls 1 to 3 and Bloodborne and Sekiro. And they just put it all into this game. And it's just incredibly like fun and i think the reason why it became as popular as it was is like tanner said you know it was the first souls like game and stuff that the entry level was a lot lower than like the previous dark soul games and stuff so people who don't play those style of games had an easier time getting into it and even though like yeah you didn't get super far you got further than you did in any other dark souls game because of how they designed it and stuff which the hell was that dogs <laughs> well he was asleep and then apparently like woke up and decided to i don't know cry i shit guess on the floor. But, yeah shit mr bulldog but <laughs> i think so to add on to your stuff i know something that was really cool whenever you and me first started playing elden ring earlier this year is that you would you would tell me about something like we'd be we'd be talking and i'd be like where, where the fuck is that and i'm like i have i have no idea i've never heard of this i don't know where it is or anything and it's just like we would we would be playing the same game but we would be having these completely independent experiences of things that we've 
neither one of us have experienced, despite the fact that we're playing the same fucking game. And yeah. it, it's just amazing the amount of content in it. Yeah, that was pretty funny where I'm like, oh, I'm over here doing this. And I was like, dude, I haven't been over there at all. And then I'm like, where are you? And you're talking about it. I'm like, I have no idea where the fuck you are right now. Even though we're like roughly the same level, we went like completely separate paths. And that's like so cool to be able to have like that different experience, even though we're playing the exact same game. Right. That's like the Elder Scrolls games like Skyrim and Oblivion yeah. and everything. Like my brother just started playing Skyrim recently and I've tried to get into that game. Like I, I love the game from what I played it, but I never got very far. I always get to a certain point in the main story and then I just kind of wander off in one direction or another. And he started the game for his, his first time and he went in a completely different direction that I've never been. And he's he's like, oh, yeah, I just got to this town and I'm doing this. And I'm like, I've literally never been there. I've probably played, you know, 80 hours in that game. And I've never been there. <laughs> Pretty cool. And uh, so, Maddie Martin, your number one game, I, I don't think it's a surprise, but... No, it's it's Tunic. It's yes. 100% Tunic. <laughs> uh, what can I say about Tunic that everyone has already said? Um, You're a fox. I love the game. <laughs> I, I love the game. It's like, it's like in my top five now, like, of games of all time. Like, I love the game that much. Um, there's some difficulty spikes with the the bosses and that's the only real thing that i can really complain about but the way that you just learn about things and the way the game unfolds and you just slowly start connecting the pieces and those pieces have been there the whole time it's like it's it's genius it's so cool um what else just the the page system and the way that you learn how to play the game and you uncover each one of these pages as you're going through the game is probably my favorite tutorial in the, like, the history of video game tutorials. Like, it's just cool that they gave the players enough, like, rope to hang themselves, so to speak, that they could, they could figure it out on the, their own. They're fucking smart enough to do it. They aren't holding your hand to tell you how to do it it's 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 all you and you feel amazing just trying to figure all these things out that was awesome um and yeah like justin was saying like i got so invested with the puzzles that like i started deciphering the language and stuff that's in the manual to try and like figure out even further puzzles other than the ones that i was already doing so um I got pretty far in the game. I'm basically done with everything aside from apparently there's one last final puzzle that relies on translating things, but um, I haven't dived back into that. But uh, yeah, that's definitely my game of so the year. When you're talking about the manual, you're talking about a, a manual, like a book that's in the game that you collect the pages for, not like you have to buy the physical copy of the game so you have a well, booklet or something. It kind of like it's making fun of that. Like, it's a thing in the game that represents like the manual you used to get in like the the packages and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it's a very it's a very meta thing, and it looks exactly like what you're picturing. It looks like yeah. an old school like manual that used to come with the like the cartridge. Yeah, and part of the reason I'm asking is because I'm wondering like, do I need to buy a physical copy of the no, game? No, no, no. Have oh, no, no, no. I'm specifically being vague because I hope Brandon does play this game. I it's on my list. I, it's it'll like, be on his top on 2023 list, games. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, maybe 2024. Let's let's not push it. 
It's a real short game, too. That's another thing. That's a big okay. plus. Like, I love Elden Ring, and I spent 150 hours in it, which is outrageous for me. Um, and But Tunic is bite-sized. It's indie, and I, I love those types of games where I can get the distilled experience and then be like, all right, yep, I got the thing that I wanted out of this. Troy? Troy, number one game <laughs> my, of the year, baby. My number one game, which might be one of my number one favorite games of all time. I'm, I love it so much that I'm shocked it didn't even make anyone else's top three. Is Cult of the Lamb? I oh, wow. honestly loved it. I loved the style. I loved the art. I loved the story. I loved the world that they built. I loved the fate bullshit language of the little critters i loved how absolutely sadistic and immoral you could be in this game i've never once been able to like sacrifice people or eat <laughs> your sibling or like you create uh, an awesome bond with uh ratatouille i don't know has everyone else play or beat the game i don't want to you know Spoilers, there's a side thing where you're like mentor and best friends, you can like heal him for a piece of gold. Like, oh my god, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's seriously like the most fucked up game of all time, and it's so cute and adorable. And like, I don't know, just and I mean, that's just the theme of it, the gameplay. I just recently, like, I, I almost want to say, I recently discovered what wrote lights were with hades uh like mm -hmm. two years ago or whatever and like man they actually are super fun and i i actually think i enjoyed playing halt of the lambs like go out into the world stuff more than hades go out into the world wow stuff. really like it was the hat and slash of it it was like perfectly difficult but simple it's like you know like you hood button mash through the whole thing and technically you could beat it, but like I don't know. I just I I it taught me how to play the game as I was playing it. And it like it opens up pretty like pretty fast. You would take any direction you want to. There's all these like side stories and stuff. Like I think that a lot of people just play the game and then they finish it, but there was also so much individual things that you didn't know you could do in the game that you just sort of discover by going around areas and trying stuff and be like, oh, what the fuck is this? You know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man, I honestly, I love it so much that, like, I want to get a tattoo of the, the like, the little lamb guy, like, being prayed to with, a, like, a pentagram and stuff. Like, man, it was, it was perfect. It was, like, tailor-made for me, I feel. I've, I've actually recommended the game to a few people who are like, yeah, I really like the Animal Crossing style games. I've actually recommended it to any of those people. That's, I'm like, that's also the thing. I don't even like Animal Crossing. Yeah. I, I, I maxed out every possible, I've 100%ed my farm with my people. And I got to a point where like, I come back from a crusade. I love that they're even called crusades. Oh man, like every, literally every single part of that game is awesome. And you come back from a crusade and I have like, People, like, rebelling, multiple people, like, dead, disease everywhere. And I got to a point where, like, that's maybe my only gripe is, like, the bell of, like, how difficult it is to keep your farm alive versus when you finally, like, unlock enough things. 
I just throw all the people into jail. You know, I make a bunch of shit food and make them eat their own shit. And I, I brainwash all my followers. And I'm like, good within like 10 minutes. And everything's all normal and fine. Um, oh my God. And I marry someone and make them give me all their money. So I will say Cult, amazing. Yeah, Cult of the Lamb, I think, is one of the ones that's like under my honorable mention. And the reason why it didn't make top three for me is overall, I would say it's a really good game. I love the art style, like combat wise, the way they merged the kind of Animal Crossing style part with the actual roguelike, like running through dungeon thing was incredibly smart and they did it well. My only real complaint about it is you run into the issue where about halfway through the game, like your like your farm's kind of like maxed out basically like you've pushed yeah. everything on the farming side about as far as it can go and there's nowhere for it to necessarily improve and there's only room for it to basically like go down like for things to like get worse yeah, for you. I, I, yeah 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 so i wish that that was fleshed out a little bit more like there was more upgrades for your actual camp and stuff and that it didn't peak out like halfway through the game because once you get that point it's like follow like once you get like about 16 follow it's like you don't really need a ton of fall like you basically just use them as extra lives or whatever but it's yeah. like collecting prayers kind of becomes pointless at a certain point once you've uh, yeah, collected at a point everything it actually does like you don't even the resource you got from doing the sermons like eventually you get to a point where that resource you don't even use it like yeah there's literally no possible way you can yeah yeah so that was kind of what was holding it back a little bit for me but all in all i would I love still think like, i would game. love some dlc for it i don't know how apparently it's coming apparently dlc is coming well they came out with like the the halloween stuff but it was all just cosmetic like they, it wasn't like like you'd be another dungeon to run through you know yeah i could see it tanner tanner number all one right um yeah so i gotta call troy out because he said something wrong uh <gasps> during his section because uh it is on multiple lists it's also my number one uh cult yes. of lamb yes sir i fucking everything that troy said uh samesies um i love I wish this I game known. i wouldn't have taught so much <laughs> <laughs> um i'll the one thing i'll add so we can continue onward to the sections i care about more um <laughs> is uh I love this game so damn much that I got hit with a stupid fucking bug that, like, had me just stuck in the same spot. And instead of waiting it out in frustration for a patch, I fucking grinded my ass, like, for, like, four hours just to get out of that glitch. Because I didn't want to put the game down so bad because I loved it so much. So, uh, yeah, Cult to Lamb is fucking awesome. By far my favorite game of the year. Nice. All right. So, honorable game... mentions? Yes, honorable mentions. I know Matt kind of jumped the gun with honorable mentions earlier, but besides uh God of War, does anyone have any other I know Neon White was one of my honorable mentions. It is a lot of fun. The voice acting's great. So what I was going to say is like all my honorable mentions are just your guys' other picks. Like yeah. I had Stray on my list, I had Elden Ring on my list, just like it's just I had Horizon. Just picking 3 is difficult. Yeah. Bug Snacks is on mine. <laughs> I mean, Bug no, it's well, not. Yeah, Bug it's Snacks qualified. was in my game of the year list two years ago when it came out. That was one of my top three. So <laughs> we didn't do this podcast two years ago. All right. I mean, so we're saying that just started last year. <laughs> but, 
Bug Snacks the, is fantastic. If anyone the, hasn't played it, any of the I don't know what are we up to eight people? Well, didn't technically the DLC come out this year? It yes, did. The Isle of Big Snacks did come out. Yeah. This year. So technically, cool. It's on my list, Justin. Yeah. Great job. Yeah, but the, that's oh, not even. It's just like a side quest. It's like one yeah. single side quest. Yeah, I played the side quest along with the regular game. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't mention as well in honorable mentions that it's just it was actually a pretty stellar year for Nintendo first party games. We got Splatoon three, Mario Strikers, uh, Pokemon Arceus, just like a ton of Nintendo based games. Kirby, pretty solid to good Kirby. Yeah, so just like a real a lot of really good shit, but like not like top three good, but a lot of like across the board like i need to go back to kirby at some point because i was enjoying it whenever me and justin were playing the only thing on my honorable mention that wasn't somebody else's list is marvel snap yeah i kind of fell off man i honestly like i it was i almost was gonna make it my number three as it is so fucking addicting for a for a hard game like i haven't felt this way about a game like a hard game and i don't play like magic the gathering or anything like that like i haven't felt this way since uh went the the witcher 3 in in game hard game like it's just so mad at that addicting adapting <laughs> as it's a debt builder um i see what you did there Dude. Honestly, I just absolutely love it. Like it's it's almost perfect as far as what it is, which is just a freemium hard game you know uh upgrade your cards and stuff like that it's yeah i, I have spent real money on it like no, I, and i'm not ashamed to say so Troy, for I, a second i'm raving about that i'm just like what is so special about it because i played other you know mobile card games i'm just like what what could be so you just gotta play it it's all awesome. yeah yeah honestly like yeah just get into it like it's just i think that what they've done really great is it doesn't feel like you need to spend money like there's so many avenues of in-game currency and getting new cards and upgrading stuff that like you never once like most freemium games eventually get to the point where you're like you all right motherfucker like you know, like give me right. some money, or else you yeah yeah pay to win. That it doesn't have that at all. Like, yeah, yeah. and like I t- I talk with other people. I don't know if I would love it as much if I didn't have like a group of friends where I do actually talk about it all the time, and we talk about like, oh man, did you try this card and this card combo? Like, is there's a lot of discovery with that. I have like twelve decks that I just like make as I just fought around and and just try i'm like oh this might work and this might work let's try it and then i build a whole deck around that concept and it's actually really fun what you've described is what justin does but he spends like a hundred dollars every time he needs to go get new boosters no for magic that's not true for magic all right magic (laughs) aside troy i need you to look me in the fucking eye you need to play fucking inscription please i know love of god it is amazing card game you're gonna fucking love it. Please play it. It's on PlayStation now. I know. I have like seriously like twelve games that I need to finish that I've already started though. So it's like oh Troy, and I need to finish games? them all. And I need to finish them all before um Hotwards Legacy comes out. Because I know once that comes out, like if it's a good game, I'm gonna be putting Brandon level hours into it. <laughs> I'm just a, 
I just want to throw out, you paid $70 for Returnal, and you fucking hated it. You paid $70 for God of War, and you just bitched about how much you don't like it. Inscription's $20, and you're going to love it. You forgot about Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, and Gotham Knights. And, like, you just buy the worst of the worst. Like, buy a good game. did not make my honorable mention by any means. But I actually am enjoying the story. Like, it's not like a God of War situation where, man, the cinematics are so breathtaking or anything. But, like, I I do actually like the story as I'm a Batman, you know, simp. And so I will <laughs> go back and finish that game. At least I'm you're honest. on Troy's honorable mentions. If mentions? He didn't... Yeah, mentions. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. He didn't say Destiny 2. Well, I'm not allowed to say our own games, apparently. Well, I mean, Destiny 2 did come out back in, like, 2012, is, so... It's different, though. That's a, Yeah, you're right. It's free to play now. Wait, wait, wait. Can I go back? My number one is Boss Battle. It came it's out this year. Ham, because the campaigns every year, a new campaign comes out. So it's like, it, it's like there have been five Destiny 2s. Like, every year, a new Destiny 2 comes out, and there's a new... It's a, an entirely new game that you would consider, like, an actual full game comes out. They change everything about it. So, I think that that's, I think that does count, but it's not on my list or anything, so I don't know why I'm continuing to talk. It, it, it counts more than Final Fantasy XI. There hasn't been any new content for that game in years. That's not true. There's a, a new, like, the final expansion <laughs> yeah, Matt. What? About movies? Yeah, Matt. What are you talking like, about? They, 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 no, category. They just I talking about games. Yeah. That's what I care they about. They just they upgraded the grapes, so now they look like grapes, Matt. All right, are we doing movies or TV next? Huh? We're doing movies because movies are like TV, but longer, shorter. <laughs> sure. Depends on if it's Avatar. <laughs> Did you like that Morbius Avatar meme I posted? Oh I my liked god. Morbitar. <laughs> Brandon, what's your number uh, three movie for the year? Speaking, Tanner's oh, going to lose just, it. This is not in my top three, but when I was looking for uh, movies uh, that came out in 2022, I was I was rather terrified that I saw that Morbius was a 2022 movie. I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah, it's on my list. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I believe it came it out is. on April Fool's Day. <laughs> Oh my god. Did it come out on April Fool's Day? I think so, yeah. Holy shit, that's even better. I didn't realize that. It also came out on Netflix this year. It also came out a second time. <laughs> yeah, it came to yeah, theaters it was twice. Released. Yeah. yeah. Alright, I'm gonna go, so hopefully we're we're not on here all night. Um, my number three is... Uh, this is tough, by the way, because I do actually watch a decent amount of movies. Um, so it, it was hard to pick uh, three, but uh, I got Doctor Strange 2. For my third one that is a good solid movie it's a lot of fun yeah that one made my it almost made my top three but it ended up in my honorable mentions but i do same, love multiverse same. of madness it was probably was one really of my fun. favorite marvel movies of this year it is it's my favorite marvel content as a marvel show or movie that came out this year was multiverse menace i did not put a marvel thing on my TV show or movie list, though. I think just, uh, same. Just, just out of yeah. uh, I interest either. here, it, for, any, for anyone that's interested, it did just edge out Avatar 2, by the way, on my list. Uh, mostly just because it's more original than 
than Avatar 2 was. Well, yeah, Avatar 2 is Avatar 1, but prettier. Well, Tanner's gonna send a message in Slack. He's like, "Don't come to work tomorrow." Uh, yeah. So <laughs> my my number three, funny enough, was Smile, um, which uh, out of all the horror movies I watched this year, I had no expectations for Smile, and it honestly surprised me with how good it was it's very much i love it follows and it is very much like this year's it follows and it has some like genuinely terrifying scenes in it that i was not expecting and i expected it to be kind of hokey and it kind of the direction they took with the movie is not the direction i thought they were going to go with it so I was pleasantly surprised, and I think it's on Paramount Plus or whatever, which is where I watched it, so at the low, low cost of the $10 a month or whatever for Paramount Plus, it was a solid, solid you find. You pay for Paramount Plus? What? Oh, so I don't borrow someone else's account? No, I mean, you you rip every single, you torrent <laughs> like every single movie that we've ever talked about, but you actually pay a monthly service for Paramount. That's I, why I, we I, roast them. That, that blows pay me away. Service. I don't know. Like, that's not an insult. Sure. I'm legitimately shocked by this, that huh? you actually pay for a service. Yeah, I pay, dude, I pay for Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Hulu, Crunchyroll, um, I borrow no, Matt's High Dive. gaslighting me that time no i told you we had this whole conversation about bills and like about like paying like 90 dollars a month for streaming services and you were like i only pay this much for my five streaming services yeah as i have friends that let me borrow things yeah so so are you gaslighting me because you admit you remember this conversation about us (laughs) arguing about streaming services i don't remember half the conversations we have you know this justin yeah you're right true matt Number three, baby. What are we, what are we sitting at? Man, it's to be real quick because it's my only Marvel thing, and that's also Doctor Strange because you know it was good. Nice. It was good. Troy, right. number three. My number three is, and I, God, I hope it came out this year. Was Bullet Train? <laughs> yes. Yes, it did, it did come I, out this year. I had so much fun. Like I legitimately, I did not see it in theaters. Uh, I saw it like honestly like two weeks ago or something, um, just at my like on this TV right here. Man, it was so much fun. I I, I loved every second of it. Like I don't know who the director. I didn't even like look up to see who the director is or anything, but the entire cast. It was just just an absolute blast of a movie. That's on my honorable mentions only because I haven't watched it yet. But I know I will love it. This is yeah. me. This is this is Black Bolt. From Doctor Strange 2, like fucking ripping me to pieces hearing that information. I know. Matt's very I mad know. because he has not seen I've seen it twice and he hasn't seen it a single time. So It came out during that whole period where I was going to like 15 conventions and everybody had already seen it by the time I got back. And I'm like, all right, well. Well, I'm not, not... I'm not shocked you didn't see it. I'm shocked it's on your honorable mention list for a movie you didn't even see. Uh, it's, it's a it's a movie that I literally have heard nothing but good things about, and I wanted to see it whenever I saw the first trailer. I knew I was going to like the movie. Tanner, what's your number three? <laughs> Tanner, um, finally talking about movies. He's like, I've been waiting. I did <laughs> I, my I time. Wanna, I, I do want to preface a few things. One, it was insanely <laughs> difficult trying to pick just three movies, and 
when I do a top ten list on my own podcast, um, <laughs> shameless plug. I'm probably going to have a different top three that I'm going to give you right now. But as of like thirty minutes ago, well, I guess thirty, 30 minutes, minutes before we started, ago. I settled on uh, some options here. Um, and also, uh, just since you mentioned Smile, I want to say it was a very good surprising hit. I thought this was like a stellar year for horror movies. Like so many fucking great horror movies. I there some will end up on my top ten list, but none are in my top three. Um, so with that, I'll start with my number three pick, which is a movie called The Banshees of Inishirin. Um, I want to see that. It's uh, it, they finally put it on HBO Max last week, so you can watch it now at home. Um, but it's a movie that I think about all, all the time and something that I connect with really well. It's uh, it's from Martin McDonough, the guy who made In Bruges and Seven I Psychopaths. So. I thought it looked very In Bruges-y. It stars the same two guys, uh, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keon. So uh, Colin Farrell and Barry Keon were in two movies together this year, the other one being The Batman. Um but, uh, yeah, it's a movie that takes place in 1920s Ireland, off an island, and it's about two best friends, where one day one of the best friends just decides he never wants to see or talk to his best friend again, with zero explanation or reason as to why. Um, and it's like, which I connect with a lot because it's something that happened to me when I was 17 years old, where my best friend just dropped me like a hat out of the blue and never spoke to me again until I ran into him many many years later and there's a whole lot of drama about that shit so it's something that i could connect to because it's like psychologically really fucks you up and colin farrell's character is like the sweetest guy in the whole world um and then his friend is like a musician so it's like a story about like what does it mean if you're uh is it worth having fun and enjoying life or do you sink yourself into your artistry and like spend all your time doing that and the whole premise of the movie is he dumps his friend, and his friend is just constantly badgering him for an explanation as to why. And then he threatens him that every time you come and talk to me, I'll cut off one of my fingers and I'll give it to you. So that's the whole premise of the movie. And it's like a twisted, like, I love black comedies. It's like my favorite genre. So it's like a very heartbreaking, very funny, very dark black comedy uh that i highly recommend i'm so confused about how cutting off one of your own fingers is a threat to another person because it's pretty vile to have somebody throw a finger at you um and like he's like a violinist so like he's like sacrificing like his passion to prove a point Jesus. Um, yeah it's That's fucked up dark. shit but it's really good <laughs> God. brandon what is your number two movie uh, it's almost almost a segue since you mentioned actors who are in the Batman. My number two is the Batman. Yeah, great movie. Great movie. I really fucking need to watch it again too. I only saw it, mm -hmm. it twice. No, I think I only saw it the once in the theater. I really gotta watch that again. Yeah, I don't know. If there's much I can say about it. Everyone's seen it. It's amazing. Great movie. All right, all right. Next. I was like, my <laughs> my number two was also Bullet Train. <laughs> I, I did love Bullet Train a lot. I just rewatched it again a couple days ago now that it's on Netflix. And Without me. Yes, I know. I watched it with my dad. I'm sorry. You know, well, we can watch it. I'll watch it a third time, Matt. It, I was going to say one of the two, us, the two of us love you, so. He'll watch it with you and he'll pretend that you're his dad. That's he'll true. He'll up on your lap. Yeah. He'll, I'll I hold just got to kick a table tray. Yeah. While we're watching the movie, I'll just hold the flashlight the entire time. Um. <laughs> 
So I like we're working on the car, Troy. That's <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. yeah. So bullet train. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, forget it. I'm like, my material's lost on this ground. Where's coming from? But yeah, Oh yeah, no. You had two moms though. That's pretty cool. Not everyone can say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I get nothing for Those that. Those are not cool. true fans, so uh, oh, okay. I don't well, know what to do with that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to gaslight you, but yes, I I did like bullet. <laughs> I did like I did We're like bullet like train on the gaslighting counter. Yeah, by yeah. now. <laughs> right, I hope you're keeping track at home. Um, but yeah, well, it's gonna be on the screen. Well, yeah, but if you're listening to the audio version, it's not going to be on the screen, is it, Matt? Well, I mean, I guess they should get something that's That's why I'm related. doing ding every time it happens. Yeah. So that they Thank you, Tan. Bullet Except Train. Yes. That wasn't uh, yes, like... yes, Bullet Train. Very, very fun oh, movie. It... What the fuck, man? All right. Matt, <laughs> what's, your, what's your number two? I'm not even going to... Go watch Bullet Train, I guess. You want to fucking watch it. All right, I'm done trying to fucking talk about it. Just What's your number two? Uh, mine's everywhere thing all at once uh because it's a really cool movie i need to see it again because there was a lot of themes to absorb in the movie but i walked out feeling like just like a really profound feeling and i just uh kept thinking about it over the course of like a week and most movies don't leave me that way so uh twist number two for me Beautiful. I just rewatched it this weekend. Troy, what is your number two? Uh, before I get to my number two, I will say Everything Everywhere All at Once was also in my honorable mentions. Uh, I thought it was a pretty fun movie, but this year actually had, uh, contrary to what some people think, I think this movie had, this year had way too many movies. Like, way too many good movies. I couldn't even watch all of the movies. Uh, so, yeah, that's why it was rough. My number two which I think will shot at least Matt is the Batman. Wow, that um, is shocking. Yeah, uh, because it's not number one. Uh, I I also just absolutely loved it. Um, I've watched it maybe four times since I saw it in theaters, and I also bought the soundtrack and was listening to it the other day and just getting like goosebumps listening to it. Like I think it, I think it is my actual favorite Batman movie. I think it's actually passed. The Dark Knight. So, well, that's not saying much. The bat, uh, the Dark Knight's on a Batman movie. <laughs> <Super> movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna respond to it. <laughs> um, Is that like four jinks on the counter? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, Tanner, so... what's your number two movie? <laughs> Originally, I didn't have any big blockbusters in my top three, but then I was like, come on, dog, be true to yourself. There's one movie that you watched more than any other movie this year uh, on repeats, and let's complete the hat trick, baby, because the Batman's also my number two. No. <laughs> I was like, Morbius? With, uh, I was, like, I was honestly getting a little like, um, is, he, is he about to say Black Adam? I don't know. <laughs> no. Uh, New hierarchy, baby. Be, <laughs> without hyperbole, Black Adam would be in my bottom three of the year. Uh, <laughs> but, it changed um, everything forever. It literally <laughs> it did. It did. Uh, <laughs> right after it came out, in ways when they hired James unexpected. Gunn. Um, as far as the Batman goes, though, uh, it's just fucking incredibly gorgeous and well-made. It's the Batman movie I've wanted my entire life as a detective tale for, you know, 
the character who came from Detective Comics. Uh, it's perfect. The world's greatest detective. Who would have thought uh, it would be uh, work out like gangbusters if they made a movie based around that? Um, but it's it's incredible. I love it so much. Um, and I agree with Troy. It's the best Batman movie. Live action Batman movie. All right. Brandon, number one movie one. of the year. Well, one person already mentioned it in their number twos, but my number one was actually Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, yeah, that movie, much like uh, what Matt said, uh, very similar experience. I, I went to see it. I thought it was just a lot of fun. I laughed my ass off. I was, I was pleasantly surprised at how much uh, some of the, the scenes and some of the themes you know, really, really hit me uh, like they were intended to. Um, and by the time I walked out of that movie, I was telling the people that I went to see it with, I went to see it with my wife and, uh, another couple friends of ours, um, uh, another married couple. And, uh, after the movie, we're like walking out, talking about it. And ev everyone in our group had a somewhat different experience or, or, um, feeling on the movie. Uh, one of the people absolutely hated it. Um, uh, the the other lady that was with us, she absolutely hated it, but it was also kind of like a really bad day, and she had a bunch of like personal stuff going on, so she was distracted and everything, and and not not really into it. Um, her husband thought it was really fun. Um, my wife was like, I, I thought she was gonna hate it, and she actually uh, enjoyed it uh, quite a bit, and and like I I thought really uh, you know some of the, the you know, more sentimental kind of parts of the movie really, really hit her too. Um, and I thought it was fucking brilliant. Um, and, and the more like, like with Matt, the more I thought about the movie, the more brilliant I thought it was. Um, and, and the more that it really likes, like dug its like hooks into me and everything. And I've still only seen it the one time. And, and that's like a, a travesty. I really need to, like, I need to buy that one on, on Blu-ray. I need to, I need to own that movie. Um, and I definitely need to watch it more, but, uh, but I'm okay kind of with, with having watched it once and just like letting myself ruminate over it. Cause it's also one of those movies where I don't want to just watch it a bunch of times and then it's not magical anymore, you know? Um, but yeah, that, that movie just did, it did a lot of things. It's, it's funny. Like, uh, I, I've joked that the, the title is perfect cause it really is like, if you try to describe that movie to someone, you start trying to describe it and you say well it's kind of like this and it's kind of like this but it also has this and it. it's just everything it's everything and it's everywhere <laughs> it's all at once like it's a perfect title that's great i love the uh the analogy in the movie or love the everything bagel like that yeah. was like a great monologue and just like I visual conceit for like the whole thing yeah, <laughs> yeah. so literally everything <laughs> my number one movie was also everything everywhere all at once Nice. Yeah. So, uh, since Brandon, I'm not gonna go, but yes, it was truly everything, everywhere, all at once. I loved Jamie Lee Curtis's character in it, and it had, you know, it was a roller coaster of emotions from being oh, yeah. really funny to then being like really sad, and you know, and then kind of bringing every connecting everything kind of back together again and stuff at the end. I like how it was broken apart in the different like chapters throughout the movie. So. It was really good, and I, I've watched it, I think, once, twice now, um, but yes, it was very good. Cappy? Those listening, uh, if you like everything, everywhere, all at once, you should seek out the Daniels, the directing duo who made that movie, uh, their big claims to fame, which is Swiss Army Man, the movie where Daniel Radcliffe is the farting corpse. And, I've been meaning uh, to watch that for Paul a long Dano. time. Paul Dano. It's incredible. 
it's incredible it's like as wacky insane as as this latest movie but like times 10 and then before that uh, how they got to make that movie is they were actually the directors of the turn down for what music video uh, oh. <laughs> oh i do know about that yeah it's yeah, actually yeah. really funny oh man yeah. i do love that music video so and honestly yeah. makes sense yeah yeah they've got connected. a style they've got a style yeah. for sure Definitely. which is batshit crazy you gotta stay on brand that's great right matthew what was your number one movie of the year my number one is batman the Batman. Yeah, the Batman. A bigger Batman fan than me, apparently. Um, (laughs) It's it's the Batman movie I've been waiting for forever. Like, I have said for years that if they did a live-action Batman movie that is a detective Batman movie, that would be my claim to fame. That's the thing that I've wanted out of a Batman film since Nolan's trilogy. Like, that's the thing that I've always complained about about Nolan's trilogy is he's not doing detective work which is Batman's thing. It's not him being rich and having gadgets or any of that. It's he's a detective. And it's cool that we finally got something that really sits with that theme and really does a good job with all of the detective elements that is true to a Batman like made him story. Feel more human too. Well, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say even though the Batman wasn't on my list, I love how unhinged they made him. Yeah, it's that... not just the the fact that they made a detective movie. They actually also made a realistic. The guy dresses up as a fucking animal and beats people to a bloody pulp, like with no remorse or regret. Like that's the, the finally we had that movie. Like that's my Batman. Yeah, is is the Frank Miller Batman. Like that's what yeah. I've been not not just that, but you also <clears throat> get the very broken bruce as a character like that you can tell this character hasn't aged a day since his parents died and like yeah he's 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 still like he can beat people up and do all these things but on an emotional level he is still the kid who lost his parents and that's that's one of my favorite like character traits of bruce well i also proved that everybody's done it wrong before and you actually should leave the makeup on because it looks fucking sick yeah, I, I mean, awesome. I also like the fact that you get the I was out fighting crime for 10 hours and I'm running on two hours of sleep and I'm going to review all this footage now and I've been up for 36 hours and I'm fucking exhausted and look crazy. I mean, that is Robert Pattinson to play that part. <laughs> like, that's I mean, that's I mean, true. that's a very key element to like every Batman story I've ever read. So, yeah. Yeah. And like other than just Batman, also I thought Catwoman was phenomenal. I thought that the Penguin. I never thought in my life yeah, 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 yeah. that I would love yeah. like the Penguin as much as I do in that movie. Uh, the Riddler. I'm sorry, Jim Harry, but uh, what's his name? Paul Dino, right? Like he was a phenomenal Riddler. I know not everyone agrees with me on that, but I thought he was absolutely like a insane an insane person like he was the best insane person i've ever seen on camera i still want a riddler like the cartoon version because i loved how he was portrayed in the cartoon i mean don't get me wrong i still love campy riddler who puts out clues and stuff but i really do like this version if they would have comic booked him up a little bit more i would have been fine but i do like the kind of serial killer vibe that they gave him the, does he know? <laughs> uh, 
Are you, are you gaslighting me? No, that was the meme. The does he know me, man? God damn it. Tanner, what's your fucking number one movie for the Wait, year? Skip Troy, Let's bro. not talk about mine, I guess. Well, skip Troy, I, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we skipped Troy. It was just the Batman. <laughs> All right. I think, though, I might have the same number one as Tanner. I'm not 100% I certain. I sincerely but... doubt it. I do know what your number one is. I can guarantee I know what it is. But it's Yeah, all right. Me. I wasn't sure. As it wasn't on your list at all, so I thought you would have left it for number one. Uh, the Northman. Um, the Viking movie. I don't even know who directed or anything. If Tanner wants to just do my part uh, and talk it's about Robert this movie. Eggers, who made uh, the Lighthouse and the Witch or the Witch. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I think it might be one of my favorite movies of all time. I like, am so excited to watch it again. Uh, is man, I don't know. I never watched the the Witch or the Lighthouse. I after I watched Northman, I immediately watched those two movies. I love The Witch. I thought it was incredible. The Lighthouse, I think, is a fucking weird-ass weird movie. I could not like it because it was too... It was too weird. But The Northman is just, like, it's... Like, I don't know if you guys know the that, like, it's Hamlet. It's the story that Hamlet actually stole. Like, as it's a real Viking folklore that is this story. And so, like, when you start it out, you're like, oh, this is Lion King. You know, but it's uh, because Lion King's just alone a Hamlet. But uh, man, it is so savage. It's the most like dark, evil acid trip version of the Lion King I've ever seen. It's it's so bloody and brutal. And like, I honestly, I don't think you can even. I don't like anyone in this movie. And uh, so I got the ending that I wanted. That's a pretty sweet twist too. Um, as far as like Hamlet adaptations go, I think it does something a little bit more original than most others, like Lion King or Sons of Anarchy and stuff like that. It's really fucking cool. It's a really good movie. All right, Here's now Tanner, your number one movie for the year. Okay, okay. Um, so I've thought about it nonstop since I've seen it, um, and it would make sense, you know for those who know me but yeah my my number one has ended up being the fablemans um which is the steven spielberg it's a steven spielberg movie about steven spielberg uh it's about him and his childhood and his teenage years growing up in scottsdale um uh, as a child in new jersey and then most yeah he grew up in scottsdale he funded the film school that i went to Uh, he actually created it yeah um so then uh, it's just showing how he it's mainly about his parents because he's like the divorce kid right like that's what Steven Spielberg's known as he makes movies about childs who have survived divorce and the trauma that it brings on them um but uh it's about his parents his mom was like a uh, artistic crazy woman and his dad was like an IBM scientist he like helped create like the first computers and he's played by paul dano um so my number two and my number one both are movies that prominently feature paul dano um but anyways uh it's about like the clash between uh his parents styles and then like him growing up jewish in different schools getting bullied and stuff like that but he's like this like savant like from like five years old just knew the mechanics of cameras and how to tell immaculate visual stories um and this big secret that he kept 
for most of his life until his parents died a few years ago about what transpired between them when he was a kid and stuff like that. But uh, it's just some jaw-dropping cinematography. And, like, obviously I don't have the talent or the success that Steven Spielberg has had, but um, it's something that I related to a lot, uh, spending, like, my entirety of my youth, like, making movies and, like, not having many people understand me and stuff in my younger years. Uh, so it's something that I just, like, am over the moon in love with that movie. It's just, like, I think it's perfect on so many levels. Nice. All right. So those those were our top three movies of the year. Now, let's move on to oh, TV. Are we not going to do honorable oh, mentions? All right, all right. You're right. You're right. Your, your Sorry. Own, this is your podcast. I know. And Follow your Yeah, schedule. it's mine, so I can fuck it up, Troy, all right? So, yes, does anyone have any honorable mentions, then, that they would like to mention? Because I want to floor Troy one more time, uh, Del Toro's Pinocchio, I have not seen it, but I know I will like it. Yeah, plus one. I haven't I haven't seen it. I have no desire to. I honestly... Really? Think that, I think Del Toro might be eating... Uh, his ratio of good movies to bad movies is leaning too much. And by bad movies... I mean, movies I wasn't interested in seeing, like Crimson Peak, you know, or some of those other ones. So I, I'm, I'm sorry. Just, uh, I'm not floored by you. Dentel hates stop motion, so I've been waiting for a night where I'm alone where I can watch Pinocchio. I, I just feel out of all the types of movies that he would knock it out of the park, it's a really weird stop motion kind of Pinocchio movie where he can really get in there with his visual, like the visual style that he normally goes for for things, I think that it's going to be good. Anyway. Uh, one of my honorable mentions that uh, did not make my top three was Nope. Uh, mm, I yeah, did, yeah, fucking I, love Nope. Yeah, I did really like okay. Nope, like the, the way it was shot, like the characters, the the spectacle. Great. I loved it. I at some point. He was about to say. I was gonna say, uh, well, Nope is in is in my honorable mentions as well. I have a few, um, but Nope was in there, and uh, a, a big reason that I liked that movie was because uh, I, I I know some people were like super disappointed, I guess, but um, when you find out, like I have we all seen it? Am I spoiling nope. anything if I talk about? I haven't it? seen what? it. What are you talking about? I have about? not. I actually have not seen it, and I want to. Oh, didn't oh, hear okay. what he's talking no, about. No, uh, talking about the movie Nope. Oh yeah, I fucking love it. So okay. good. Yeah, there. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna spoil it then. But yeah, there's, there's stuff that happens in it that I was like, oh my god, that, that's, that's what they're doing. This is, this is cool. Like I was expecting they were gonna pull a punch somewhere, and it didn't happen. So, uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, and then my other honorable mentions, um, that movie Fall with the two girls that climb up the tower. Um, you know that. Oh super, really? Super yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I thought it was going to suck, and I went with uh, my wife and some friends because they wanted to see it, and I was like, oh, fine, okay, yeah, I'll go hang out with our friends while we watch this movie, and I actually ended up enjoying it, and it was it was surprisingly, like, like decent. It, you know, it's not, like, amazingly well-written or anything like that, um, but for what it was, it was it was good, and it was suspenseful, and it had some twists, and, uh, you know, I was, I actually dug it a lot more than I thought I would, um, and then my other honorable mention was The Menu, um, did anyone end up seeing that? Tanner, I do. That? I do want to see yeah. that. I haven't watched it yet, Good. but yeah, it's pretty fascinating. It's it pretty fascinating. Mostly the the way it's presented. Like first of all, 
Ralph Fiennes or Ray Fiennes or however he wants to pronounce his name, um, is fucking amazing as usual. Um, you know, in anything that he's in, he's amazing. But it, that that character was 100% perfect for him. Um, and he just commands the screen every second that he's on it. And he's fascinating and disturbing and imposing, <laughs> you know, at all at the same time. Um, and uh, just the way that they kind of present that movie as this, you know, weird kind of uh, almost like a, a psychological thriller, I guess, to a certain degree. But then it's also presented like this fine food, you know, like reality show almost. You know, you have these little title cards for every for every phase of the movie for every dish that comes out and it's it's this weird uh mixture of of things that just you know it made it made me laugh and also had me kind of just glued to the screen the whole time it's just interesting the way it's done um and then this one is not my honorable mention but ronnie's in the other room sick in bed and she can hear me this whole time and she texted me to say that her favorite movie she saw this past year was marcel the shell with shoes on she sees a lot of movies, <laughs> so I'd add that. That was a really good movie. The banner year was, for A24. <laughs> that, Marcel actually made it to number five on my list, right behind Avatar. Really I have three honorable mentions that have not been mentioned. Uh, the Bob Zaburgers movie, I thought was an absolute blast. I've listened to it, it, is fun. it was good. multiple times. I think I've watched it twice. I love it. Uh, the Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers movie. <laughs> that was yeah. um, okay. No yeah. joke. I forgot about it until I was like looking up like what were two 2022 movies in, and I saw that and I like, man, it was just super fun. I hope they make another one. I don't think they will, but man, it would be. I don't know how that ever got greenlit, but I'm so glad it, that it did. And then my final honorable mention is Moonfall. Yeah, it might be, it might be the worst movie I've ever actually seen in the history of cinema, and therefore there is entertainment value, and I recommend everyone watch it. So not be, not on the value, but it actually for the longest time it was Battlefield Earth. I actually thought was the actual worst movie of all time, and this bad like there's never a time where I was watching Moonfall and didn't think, well, this can't get any worse. And then was almost immediately <laughs> surplanted by it. So I, I had not recommend enough that people should go see Moonfall. I mean, dude, if we're honorably mentioning bad movies, then Morbius deserves a spot in the <laughs> honorable mentions is. list. All right, just, all for, right. yeah. just for Matt Smith's dancing uh, scene. Well, not, uh, wait, wait. not only that, but the fact Troy watched the movie in like 280p in discord yeah, that is how he watched I, the movie and that is his experience is watching it this big on the fucking screen it was so. I, I had to like multiple times pause it because it got so pixelated you couldn't actually see what was happening on the screen at all and yet nothing of value was lost <laughs> i still feel like I, I watched the entire i haven't watched it in any other format since well, lightning round this because goddamn, we've been on here for nearly two hours already. Yeah. But honorable mentions, uh, uh, Tar uh, is a movie that I absolutely loved and was almost in my top three. It's about a, a conductor slash musician auteur who gets canceled, um, and it kind of explores what happens with like you know super geniuses when they get canceled. Like, does it actually 
do anything to them or how do they bounce back and it has like the fucking sickest like end of the movie ever that i want to spoil so bad because this crowd would fucking love it but uh it's a hilarious punchline to a very long very serious and dark film uh but very very good uh top gun maverick uh was probably oh, yeah like, i'm surprised it wasn't most... in your top three it's you know uh, probably the most enjoyable blockbuster watch of this year uh, movie experience wise I might have even enjoyed uh, if you're talking about experience like you've got you know Avatar Way of Water we almost like 3D, made it but like the IMAX experience <laughs> of Top Gun Maverick is like you know it's almost untouchable because the, the cinematography of actually filming real like jet fighter shit with IMAX cameras is just jaw dropping I actually rewatched it earlier today but yeah super super entertaining movie um, and then Bones and All is a really sick, like, dark love story with Timmy Chalamet, um, where basically it's like these two teenage cannibals in America find each other, and they're, like, going across the Midwest just fucking eating people and, like, trying to figure out, like, how to live life as cannibals. Really, really disturbing, sick movie, but very, very good. Um, and then just... Quick shout-outs to this year in horror I mentioned earlier. Justin mentioned Smile. Uh, Barbarian, fucking amazing movie. I've watched that like three times. Uh, Watcher is really good. Not the show, the movie called Watcher. Really good. Um, Men is another really fantastic movie. Speaking of gaslighting, it's a movie literally about gaslighting. And I'll end it there. Let's get to TV. But yeah, uh, check it out on my podcast later uh, this month. Uh, top 10. Uh, sure. go, dig into it deep. All right. Now we can move on to top three TV shows of the year. Brandon, what's your number three? Number three, um, I was actually kind of surprised. But when I started shaking things down, uh, Peacemaker made my list. Uh, nice. And I think... It's mostly just because it was so fucking funny. The writing in that mm. show was absolutely hilarious, and the timing, uh, just the comedic timing, and uh, John Cena, like everything I see him in, he surprises me at, at how how good he is of uh, an actor and a and a comedian, apparently a comedy actor at least. Uh, yeah, just really enjoyed that 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 show. Yeah. Uh, Peacemaker was an honorable mention for me. It almost made my top three list, but it was. Same. Very good. I, it was one that I looked forward to every week and constantly surprised me with how good it actually was. So, uh, my my number three was a uh, House of Dragon. I I loved it. it. If you'd have told me at the beginning of the year that House of the Dragon would have been on my top three list, I would have called you a fucking liar. And the fact that it was as good as it was and it was something that every saturday i think tanner me and troy were like it's out and then would like immediately have to basically watch it and stuff so that we could spoiler like talk about it in the discord um i did not think i would be as engrossed in it as i was but i'll be damned if like every week it just didn't just knock it out of the park so it was very good maddie martin you're number three huh. So I've got a weeb-filled list as a surprise to no one. I watch a ton of fucking anime, and I don't watch a lot of TV. So Chainsaw Man's number three for me. All right, and I can see it. I love it. It's this really adrenaline-filled, like, really well-shot and choreographed 
show. And if Tanner could at all get past how fucking weeby it is, I guarantee he'd cream his jeans with some of the shot composition. Um, but it's not just that. Um, I've also read the manga, and the the characters are the most human characters I've seen in, like, anime for sure, but, like, television as well. Like, they're very human, down-to-earth. They have these really, like everyday motivations that you would expect people to have and ways that people react and like the way that people handle grief and everything. It's really beautiful in the fact that it's like, it's got this contrast of like really well created characters that are very human and this really over the top actiony parts of the show as well. So anyway, that's my number three. Troy, what is your number three? My, the, honestly, the TV shows, I have a lot of honorable mentions. It was hard not to. Uh, Peacemaker and House of Dragons are on the honorable mention list. Um, my number three is season four of Stranger Things. Wow. Not, I wasn't sure, like, if that counts, like, a, does. Like a season absolutely. of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely it, does. It, like, not just, like, I could talk about it, and it's, really great and if you guys have not caught up on stranger things then you should and you should watch it but like that like you were talking about the house of dragons thing it became like this almost global phenomenon where when when stranger things one came out everyone was like this is the greatest show of all time and then two sucked and three sucked so no one cared about season four and like People were, it was like this weird slow rise where, where no one wanted to see it. I didn't care. I was like, oh, whatever, season four, I don't even care. Is this show still going on? And then I finally was forced to watch, and they only came out with six episodes. And when you watch them, like, you watch them in one sitting. Like, that's how entrenched it was, like, at least for me. And then there was a month, and then they released two more episodes that were, like, (laughs) cinematic length yeah one of them was like (laughs) two and a half hours and like that period of time between when the the six episodes came out and the two episodes every single person on the fucking planet sat through season two and three to watch season four and like i think uh what was it the the night that the last two episodes came out netflix crashed because more people were watching it than anyone else, like than anything else that Netflix has ever put out. So I mean, it was. I'm very. I think season five, whenever that date comes out, I think Netflix will crash again. Okay, so I'm having a black bolt moment here, where my head's <laughs> gonna explode because in what fucking world do people think seasons two and three sucked? What are you talking about? That show has been like a lot of people like from start to finish. A lot there's of like, people. There's like one episode here and there maybe that aren't quite as like amazing, but like. That show has just been like fantastic. I mean, I'm not gonna dispute your love for something that's good. I'm glad that you liked it. I say it's news to me. I've never heard anyone say that they they didn't like seasons two. You are really the first person I've ever met that liked those seasons. Everyone else I know stopped watching. Like that's crazy. The mind flare stuff in season two, fucking awesome. I will say I don't think season two and three are necessarily like bad. But I will say out of all the seasons, I think season two is by far the weakest. And I think it's because season two is literally just like 
not as good season one. That is all it is. The mind player is dope, was, but everything else say, around it. I will say the villain stuff. I'm all for. It was more the his growing up and then doing more stories around like the kids and them dating and like mm. i just could not give a fucking rat's ass about uh mike and 11 and their dating problems even in season four i could have very easily just had those scenes cut from the entire show and it would not have like changed anything for me um, so that's i think for me and i think for other people it's it's the kid stuff made it hard Anner. Yeah, Tanner, what was your number three TV show? <laughs> House of Dragons was also oh, my right. number three. Oh, I thought I was thinking it was <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Indiana Jones. <laughs> Everyone I, simultaneously was trying to figure out what the fuck it was. I'm the resident huge George R. R. Martin nerd, so I was hype as fuck for uh, House of Dragon, and uh, I was not disappointed. It was so 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 good. <laughs> um, You're the reason I even watched it, because I wasn't that into it, and you were just talking about how awesome like the first couple episodes were. That I was like, fine, I'll watch it just to shut Tanner up. And I'm I'm very glad that I was proven wrong. There's another show like that that I did with you guys. I'm curious to see if it ends up on your guys' list, but I'm sure it's in our honorable mentions. Um, I have a, a book boatload of honorable mentions but we'll let's let's hold off on any of our honorable mentions until after we get through because i'm sure we have a lot of overlaps but yeah i was just so pleased that you guys did jump on board because like fucking thank god i have somebody to talk to about the show that i'm like absolutely jizzing my pants over like each episode would come out i would watch it like twice in a row i'd love it so much like i'd have to see it again like as soon as it was over um the acting was just superb um and they expanded on the interesting thing is the source material is like basically cliff notes it's not an actual novel it's like a history book and the way that they're able to expand on that which i hadn't read before because i'm i find history books to be boring but as soon as the show ended i'm like fuck it's gonna be like at least two years until the next season comes out so then i went out and bought the book because i'm like i can't wait i gotta i gotta read in ahead because i know that some fuck on twitter is gonna spoil what happens in season two between now and then so i might as well just read it myself now um but yeah like 10 out of 10 it was probably the most entertaining show i watched this year um loved it all right brandon what was your number two show my number two is stranger things season four wow all right yeah stranger things getting some love yeah that that fourth season was fucking balls to the wall like every episode was was packed full of just character development story development like action like there's just something happening lots of stuff happening in every episode they didn't have like a down episode in that dude in that when when that season came out you couldn't fucking go on tiktok without hitting a video running up that hill and da -da 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 oh, is the song yeah. <laughs> like think, every I video you have like a microphone this is why your clap didn't work is when you, you do something like too loud, it cuts off. Is right there when you were singing, it was cutting off because you were hitting too high of a note there, Justin. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think that's just the settings in Discord to where it won't like peak out the audio. But um, my so my number two was the rehearsal. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. I did the rehearsal. That's the show I was just talking about. Yes. So I I absolutely loved. 
the rehe- each week I did not know what the fuck to expect. And I did start at, I, I really never even watched Nathan for you. And after watching the rehearsal is when I think we all kind of binge watched all three seasons of Nathan for you and stuff in the meantime, between episodes of the rehearsal, because I was like, dude, I don't know like what is going on with this. Like it makes it seem like it's one thing is happening. And then the next week it's like something else is completely different. And then they kind of like reconnect it all back together episodes later. And he's like building a little fucking town in this like studio warehouse. And it, it was so good. And it was so unsettling and like weird in parts, which I just love that kind of style of like, humor and stuff and it just was like a perfect show for me and i can't can't believe we're actually getting like another season of it and so i'm excited i think giving you and troy nathan fielder was way more important than convincing you guys to watch house (laughs) of dragon like i was so happy that you guys jumped on that and devoured both shows like immediately because it's like he's such a fucking genius like nobody does (laughs) what nathan fielder does well i guess maybe like sasha baron cohen but like Sasha Baron Cohen does it in like a cartoonish, bombastic way, and Nathan Fielder is like unflappable. He like, never breaks character. Like, it's insane like, to me how incredible. in character he is constantly. I could not do it. Like he's just stone cold the entire time. Rehearsal just, just barely just missed my top walking three. Walking into your house and saying hi. <laughs> That's true. I do do that. The rehearsal was um most my number three so it's like number four basically on my list like in the honorable mentions like oh god such a fucking great show who knows what the fuck season two is gonna be because season one was completely unpredictable like each week maddie martin what was your number two show uh my number two is mob psycho season three yeah Uh, it is and no one else has watched this but me and you Troy might have seen some of it, but probably I, I have not watched it yet. That is on my my Matt Martin weeb list. Well, that's uh, good. It, it deserves to be there because it's definitely one of my favorite animes of all time. Uh, it a a it's fucking gorgeous. Like all the action scenes, all the visual effects, everything is very 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 well animated. Um, it's got this really weird, distinct style, but that's the reason why they can do the ludicrously crazy, off-the-wall things that they can do. And it's just a really heartfelt show. It handles mental health in a way that I don't see a lot of shows handle it, and it handles it in a very positive way. So I, I love it for that in that reason. It's really, really wholesome. Try uh, so I do want to say the rehearsal did not make my top three. It is also in my honorable mentions list. Um, I'm kind of almost regret that decision, but um, here we are. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote it on Notepad. Everyone knows that that's absolute hands change once you write something in Notepad. <laughs> it's true. Um, and I think that I have another honorable mention that might be Matt's number one. So I'm, I'm holding off. Uh, my number two is The Sandman, the Netflix oh. TV show. I, and like, that's, I don't know. This season, the first half, the first five episodes, if it was just those first five episodes, it would probably be my number one, as I loved it so much. Like, I loved the visuals. You could tell they really spent money on, like, some of those sets. They They did something that a lot of people have a really hard time doing and just made the fucking story from the source material and made the show like 
I don't know why it's so hard for people to... Oh, this thing's great. It was written by Neil Gaiman, one of the greatest writers of all time. Like, literally, like, 50% of the things he's written have become major motion pictures or TV shows. Um, I thought it was great. I think that the second half, even though still pretty good, um, diverged a little bit too much from the comic because the comic is a, like, horror comic, and they had to, like, change it to make it more uplifting and stuff and, like, more maybe Netflix audience appropriate, and I would have preferred them make it just as fucked up as the first half of that show. Um, yeah, no, I... And I'm also very excited for season two whenever it comes out. So would you still recommend watching season one? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Okay. It's just, like, the first half is super, like, it is like a horror thriller show, and then the second half they just... Make it, like I said, like a little more like uplifting, and I would have preferred they keep that digging that, in. Yeah, like have just you not seen it, Matt? I thought you had. Mm -mm, I haven't. Oh, wow. No, I mean it's it made my list. Like, I I very much loved it. I you know I went and bought like four books, like the the complete yeah. compendium set of Sandman to read after watching the show, because that's how much I liked it. All right, Tanner. What is your number two? Well, they're going to be shocked that this isn't my number one, but something else just really captured my heart in a profound way this year. Um, so I, I settled with number two on this one, although arguably it should be number one. But number two for me is going to be the epic and incredible final season of Better Call Saul um, is wow. my number two pick. Yeah, um, which I think on a technical level is probably the best show year um i think it's on par uh, and you could argue even better than breaking bad i would not go that far i would say it's on par um with the show but it, it really wrapped things up in an eloquently amazing way um and i'm sad that we're going to be done with the vince gilligan bad universe but I, they did it in a perfect way and i think that the finale in itself is much more successful than the finale that breaking bad had um, and it just really wraps up any loose end you could possibly have. Um, just really incredible stuff. Thank God that uh, Bob Odenkirk survived that heart attack while filming it uh, to finish up those episodes because it was uh, some truly profound shit. Stellar. And if they don't win the Emmy next year, I will literally riot. <laughs> or at least acting awards, please. Seriously. Like, it deserves something. It's been the best fucking show on TV for like six years. Like, come on now. <laughs> All right, Brandon, what is your number one show for the year? So real quick, I, I have to throw in Better Call Saul as honorable mention, just because when I was making my list of shows, that one escaped me, and I, I it slipped my mind. It should be in here somewhere. Um, I honestly thought it was going to be both of your guys' number one. Like, I would have no, been money. It wouldn't have been my number one, but I it probably would have made it in top three. It probably would have pushed out Peacemaker. Um, I already know what his number one is. Do you? I, I got a pretty good idea. Go ahead. I don't think you do. My number one is actually Sandman. Oh, it's not. Wow, oh. I had no idea. Oh. You're right. You've surprised me, Brandon. You've but surprised the me. twist. You thought I was going to say Rings of Power, didn't you? I did. No. Absolutely. I really, I really enjoyed Rings of Power, but there were better shows. Um, Yeah, so, uh, I mean, at the time, that was the one I was looking forward to the most each week. But, uh, but no, Sandman, um, and I have not, as you know, I don't read comics. I haven't really, you know, ever, ever been 
you know, into comics, mostly just because I never took the time. Um, so I don't know the Sandman comics. And so all of that stuff was completely fresh for me. And it was fascinating, like every episode. And um, I will echo what Troy said, though, like the first several episodes definitely a lot more solid like after that like not that i could tell that they were getting away from the source material but there was a a, a shift in like the tone uh of the show it was kind of gradual but but those last episodes didn't quite have me as hooked as the first ones did the first two or three episodes in particular especially because they were so drastically different from one episode to the next it's like one episode is this story of like a character being imprisoned by someone else and and you know for for a you know extremely long period of time and getting to know these people and his captors and stuff and then then another episode is like a straight up just slaughterhouse horror almost and you know it's just like it swings so wildly from one to the next that at times i was like i can't believe this is the same show but it works somehow and it's so well written um, so it really just blew me away. And typically when I watch shows, I'm, you know, playing a game on my computer while I'm watching the show or I'm doing something else while I'm watching the show. And so I kind of, you know, watch it in the background. I have it on the TV on the side of my office or something. And that was a show where I started watching it and I had to stop whatever I was doing and say, no, I have to, I have to completely give this my undivided attention because it was that good. So yeah. Number one, can't wait for more. All right, so my number one, and it was my number one. As soon as I finished watching it, I knew it was going to be my number one, and nothing has been able to replace it, and that's Cyberpunk Edge Runners. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew I would have yeah. been money, dude. Yeah. I fucking loved it, like beginning to end. It was the characters. You didn't like the game. So like, so <laughs> I didn't like the game the first time. Like I went back. Cyber Edge Runners got me to re-download Cyberpunk and play it again, and I got further than I ever did the first time when I tried playing it. But it's just that the characters were fantastic. The soundtrack was. I was listening to the soundtrack a couple days ago while I was like programming, working on shit, and the song that plays on the moon at the end oh. came on, and I had to change it because I was like, nope, nope, nope. Like it still fucking hurts me. Like that is how impactful that show was. I was like, I can't fucking listen to it. Like that song it, pops up in the game occasionally too. Yeah, dude, it made me like on the cry radio. my fucking eyes out at the like. I can't remember the last time I cried like during a movie or a show or something like that. And that like hurt when I watched that anime. It broke me at the end. So I I knew immediately. I was like, dude, this. As good as like everything else was this year, I knew it was like number one had always been locked in. There was no way I could put something else in front of it. I I Has loved it. Has everybody seen that? Has everybody here seen it? Uh, except for Tanner, I think. Tanner's never going to watch. Yeah, but it, he so. has no desire. But it's so good. Like I can't I recommend to it enough. It would be spoilery if he was planning to watch it. No, he he yeah. will never okay. watch it. And by the time he uh, does watch no. it, he won't remember anything. Yeah, I, I just want to say it was it was surprising and kind of refreshing that it actually is a tragedy because that's yeah. very yeah. very rare for animated yeah rare. dude like yeah. there's so many moments that like break you and stuff matt even messaged me in like facebook messenger it was like chrome up chum and i was like no i'm like please don't i'm like anytime any sort of reference it just takes me back to it and i'm like dude i don't want to feel this anymore i'm like please stop 
<laughs> I'm hunting Adam Smasher in the game right now, and I'm just like, oh boy. Dude, that was the thing I liked the most is Troy brought it up way long ago, like when he started playing Cyberpunk about how they make Adam Smasher to be like this badass, like whatever. But in the game, when you initially meet him, it's like, I don't see why this dude is so badass. And the anime is what reinforces like, uh-huh. oh, this dude will fuck your day up. And that's like, it gives you the background to like characters will, like that in the game yeah. that you don't get. And then it makes playing the game after watching it that more impactful because I'm like, oh, I know this guy and yeah. he will cave He's your fucking, fucking head in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I yeah. like that it added that extra context to the game. So that yeah. also helped. Like Maddie. I said, I needed that. I needed that to get me back into the game because I needed something to push me into like caring a little bit more about that yeah. universe, and it was just enough. Maddie Martin, what is your number one? Cyberpunk. It's cyberpunk. Yeah. It's it's so good. It's, it is. It is. It's fantastic. As see on the on the flip side, where Justin's like, I never want to feel this again. I'm like, if you could just inject depression into my veins, like I love feeling that. Like no, I. I, lo- I I love tragedies. Like tragedies are my favorite thing, and I, I hate, 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 hate that most media doesn't have the balls to do tragedies more often. Um, I love, I love a good wind, like my friend. <laughs> huh? What? I can't hear you, Tanner. You're breaking up all the fucking time. Connection's kind of janky here. I assume he said something about American films. Um. We'll but... get back to Tanner later on. Yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah. he rejoins the program. Um, but yeah, no, like there's so many moments in the story where you can see that they try to do something else, but they can't go against their baser nature, and that's the thing that drives them all away or hurts yeah. them. Or like, it's it's this wonderful, beautiful like way of looking at the human condition that like you don't get from like really uplifting stories you have to like look at that gritty part of human nature to get the like bright side of things because if you're just looking at like oh yeah everything's great all the time like that doesn't make the bright spots of humanity better anyway that's my philosophical fucking look at depressing ass ending to edge runners <laughs> i really need to rewatch it actually after playing the game since i did get into the game really heavy now I, mm-hmm. I i think i would appreciate the anime more because i watched it and it was like it was okay i i you know got what i needed out of it but at the same time like i didn't see what you guys see in it so i need to i need to watch it again now that the game has like ignited more interest in me into that universe and now i think it'll make me enjoy the anime so and, and it's a re- it's a really cool universe i love that they have their own slang they have their own way of talking and i know that comes from like yeah. it being a tabletop rpg way back in the day uh-huh. but like it's it's really cool you know, anyway one of my favorite thing was things was about the anime is the character i can't remember her name you might remember the the one that like talks mostly through like um you know the the voice chat the the you know direct messaging thing that's in their heads where they can talk to each other almost like a phone call you know what i mean are you talking about kiwi the one who has the the mask yeah, i think so uh-huh. yeah kiwi she spends most of her time talking to people through that like like messaging mm-hmm. through their heads and when she talks it's like you're reading a text message really fast yeah the, the way that it's the way that it's recorded i thought that was a super cool touch oh yeah there's so many cool details. moments like that 
Well, tr- well, it's just the four of us now. I, I, I'm really interested to see how the Seatra Santa part goes with Tanner. <laughs> um, the gift session. It's throwing me for a loop, actually, because my screen keeps jumping from side <laughs> to side whenever he joins. So it's, like, actually messing with, like, me looking at the screen. Um, I, I wanted to let you guys wrap up all the Cyberpunk um, talk because my number one show... Is Edge Runners Cyberpunk, and uh, <laughs> that is that. That was I knew for a fact that that was going to be my. That wasn't even a question when I was making this. It was Halt of the Lamb was going to be my number one game, and uh, Edge Runners was going to be my number one TV show. Now I never even tried to play the Cyberpunk game. I had no genuine I interest. Uh, no, hold on. Hold on before watching the oh, okay. anime um i had no interest in it uh and so then i watched the show and i watched the show honestly because i liked elite of legends so much the tv show arcane that I came out with and and yes. that was like on your guys's recommendation so i was like well i never played league of legends they recommended this oh hey and then when you guys started talking about the the show i was like all right well i never played cyberpunk but i don't have to to watch this i trust their opinion and man, it was like just an absolute incredible experience. And so uh, the only thing I'll say that you guys haven't already said is that um, the, uh, yeah, the the whole like things that are super depressing and stuff. Like, I love the way people talked. I loved everything, the world so much and like how fucked up and depressing it is as it's like sort of on the, um, <laughs> huh? he's on TikTok <laughs> over here. <laughs> he's on the John right now. Um, <laughs> Kenny Loggins over here. <laughs> the only thing I'll say is, uh, like, um, is the world itself is depressing, and it's like a metaphor for extreme capitalism, which I think we are all sort of heading that way, where it's like it doesn't matter what you do or anything, like life's gonna suck and it's gonna beat you down, and you really don't have a choice. And so that was kind of replicated in the characters and their lives. And uh, it made me a huge fan, so then I downloaded Cyberpunk, the game, started playing it. And I think at that point, all of you had stopped playing it. <laughs> and so I was like, no, man, this game is actually fucking amazing. Like, you gotta re-download it, you gotta get farther in. And like, I don't think I would've... I, I don't know what it would've been like. You know, like, people saying, like, oh, they tried to play and they didn't understand Adam Smasher or understand, like, the corporations or anything... Because this was my first experience, I was just in love with the game. Uh, I wanted it. It would have been on my top three games list if it came out this year, uh, like, without question. Um, because I, I haven't, like, I got pretty far. I, I'm not 140 hours far, um, but I got pretty far into it. And I there's just not a second that I don't love the game. And I, I attribute I probably a lot of that to the show and loving the show. I'm probably going to start playing it next year because I've it's been on my list ever since Edge Runners, where I'm like, I really want more of this world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you loved Edge Runners that much, you'd probably enjoy it. Tanner? What were you going to say about Weeb shit? Show? We actually what? survived all the way uh, until it was your turn seamlessly. Oh, cool. Was uh, Troy's also cyberpunk? It, it sure was. was. Oh, the, okay. the three of us was also Clean, clean sweep. Apologies to our listeners at home. I'm sure I sound like shit now on my phone. But yeah, my computer's tripping out. It won't let me back in the room for some reason. Um, But, uh, oh, and Matt, earlier I was saying, if you like 
uh, tragedies, you should watch some independent cinema because that's what they're all about. Um, I uh, okay, so my number one is a show that just hit me like a ton of bricks, um, and I don't think anybody in the entire world expected this show, but it was a huge, huge hit, um, and I can't wait for more. I need more, like, tomorrow. But my number one show for the year is The Bear. Um, yeah, that's an honorable mention for me. I thought it was going to be your number two, but, uh, yeah. Is that the one about Chicago famous Philly cheesesteak? Yeah, that's I the one. I will heal both of you. <laughs> literally don't even know if i've heard of this show it's anyway, about philadelphia dude it's like smile bro like that's what they do oh in the God. movie <laughs> oh it's so disturbing oh no oh my God. Oh, All right, well, we I ready mean, to. We found out his number bear. one show was The Bear. Let's open gifts now. At least we found out. But I mean, The Bear is on my honorable Let's mention. Let's open as our well. gifts while he's gone. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. I, oh, I, I, it's also on your honorable mention, too, Justin, right? Yeah, yeah. I did. It's, uh, I don't remember who initially mentioned it in the Discord. I want to say it was Tanner, but. Yeah, as soon as it got mentioned, I it was all over Twitter. Everyone was talking about it. So I was like, all right, you know, it's all out on Hulu or whatever. I'll check it out. And I'll be damned if I didn't literally marathon the entire show in like one sitting. And it was great beginning to end. And I'm like excited for another season to see where they it's, take it. It's one of those shows that's like, um, if any of you guys watch Shameless, like which is where the actor is from. He he uh, started on a show called Shameless, and which also is in Chicago. Um, and it's like it's just one of those shows where it's just people live in their shitty lives, like really, and it's just super fun to watch. Yeah, Brandon. The the general premise is that uh, this guy basically is working at this shitty sandwich restaurant shop because his brother died and stuff so he's trying to like bring he worked at a prestigious restaurant and he goes back to it to try and like help and like make it better but everyone's kind of set in the shitty ways of the restaurant and he's kind of going against the grain trying to make it better than what it is we were doing your part for you tanner i appreciate it um i wish there was like five seasons of the bear out right now i was in Washington for like three days when it came out and I spent like half of that time just sitting inside the house and saying fuck off nature because this show is too good for me to walk away from it um yeah really great shit all right Justin are we gonna open presents before my bladder explodes yes or before Tanner <laughs> disconnects well, do we have or any this... other honorable mentions I mean though, <laughs> uh, like a hundred of them <laughs> Sorry, Quick right. lightning round. Honorable mentions. Uh, Brandon, go pee. The rehearsal, succession, uh, Andor. Um, yeah, Andor, yeah, is really good. It, Andor, Andor actually is to be really on good. Troy's list because literally last week he said it was his favorite show of the year. And then uh, it didn't make his top three. Making the list, making the list was actually rough. I didn't realize how many shows that I watched. You wrote it down on the notepad first before you thought of it. Well, actually, uh, it's not even on the notepad at all. Like, it's not even on... And I also forgot Peacemaker happened as well. Yeah, Peacemaker. Severance on Apple TV. Highly recommend that show. 
Um, Atlanta had two seasons this year. They were both great. I think the final season was incredible. Um, just stellar, stellar shit. Uh, Notice that nobody picked any Marvel shows. <laughs> I, was gonna, I, would, I would say Moon Knight, honestly, on my honorable mentions. I do uh, like Moon Knight. Uh, yeah, I, would, I liked I it, but... On my list. Yeah, it, it fell apart in the end. I like would all Marvel shows. add to Matt's weeb list, and I would put Akibara Maid War. It I is, know you love it. Yes, it is literally John Wick with maids. The anime. <laughs> like, it is groups of maids killing each other in cold fucking blood, and it is great. It's brutal. Um, on that note, the only other thing on my uh, honorable mention, besides Wednesday, which is on right now, and I haven't even finished it, but I, I love Tim Burton, and I think it's very well, is Spy at Family. Oh, that's great. That's great. Is because of Matt. It's phenomenal. I like this so much that I went to Barnes & Nobles the other day and almost bought, like, ten volumes of the manga, uh, just as I wanted to. Roy liked it so much life. that him and his wife are trying to have a kid. That's true. <laughs> It, he, multiple times he has mentioned if that I could Anya is the driving force. Have, if I could have Anya as a child, I 100% would have like seven of them. <laughs> oh, I do have one honorable mention for TV show, and that's uh, Love, Death, and Robots, because season two dropped uh, this year. And season two or season ones... three? Uh, I think I season think three. Second, maybe three. Oh, okay. I probably... I probably got to the show a little bit late. I thought it was like the second season, but, um, but yeah, new season dropped this year. Um, and it's one of those shows where I, I really couldn't find any place to put it in my list anyway, because it's an anthology series where every episode is so different, but, uh, it's just a great show. All right. I think that wraps up our top three, whatever stuff. Now it's time to open some secret Santa shit. Woo. So everyone get your secret Santa. I will just go in the same how are, how are we like i'm am i gonna say who my santa is or well you or can do they open it and then like then i say it was from me after they say they hated it yeah they can well i believe the way we've done it uh since last year was the so brandon's gonna go first brandon can try and guess well he can open his gift and then try and guess who his secret santa is and then once he's done opening his stuff then yeah you can come forward and be like it's your boy yeah, all right. So, uh, all right, you ready? Yes. Does everyone have everyone have their stuff? I have mine, okay, yeah. So I, I have two packages here. I assume these are the gifts because that is the things that my wife opened that she said, I don't know what this is. So, um, so I want to say real quick before I open either of these, I'm going to see if my wild guess is correct. It's not really based on anything, but just like a gut feeling that I've had, like from the beginning of this whole thing, for some reason, I've had the feeling that Tanner was my secret Santa. I no idea, no idea if this is true. So I'm going to open now and then I will guess again if I feel like that's wrong for any reason. So this one clearly feels like a t-shirt, this white package. Clearly. It does appear to be a t-shirt. Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, show it to the okay. camera. Let us see what would you get. <laughs> it's the fucking Garfield neon, neon Genesis shirt. Yeah, that is interesting. Oh I'm, my I'm, god! I'm just like I'm baffled as to how this exists. Like, okay, so is, is are people gonna watch video of this or or is there something yes. on the back? Uh, no, not really. It's just okay. stickers. Um, so if 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 we're doing audio only here, it's a it's a 
Garfield shirt that says Neon Genesis Evangelion instead of Garfield and Friends, like from the cartoon of Garfield. And I'm just like, who even came up with that to put those two things together? <laughs> it's just so weird. Oh, God. Dude, I love oh, it. That's, that's good. That's, that's pretty funny. Good. Mm. <laughs> Brandon's like has such mixed emotions on it. I, I I do like I love Evangelion, so I'm like, oh cool, it's an Evangelion shirt. But then like, you're like, but, cool but it's not. And now and now like the trolling level of that makes me think that Justin was my secret. Because <laughs> so. oh, that just man. seems like something Justin would do. All right. Wow, I see uh, how it is. Oh my god. This has got to be. This has to be Justin. Um, so just again, trolling level. I've got Bob Ross socks because I dressed as Bob Ross for Halloween last year. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's literally. Oh, and it says Bob Ross on the other side. So it's, oh, of course, it's got to have the signature. Game on one side and picture on the other side. And they match your oh, shirt. <laughs> okay. Uh, and what is this? Um. So there's a bag here it's oh. got some things in it that are kind of soft they're like a foam like foam little like uh almost like a 12-sided die sort of thing what is this oh okay so it looks like a game kind of thing that you can do with physical fitness so oh, it's that's got cool. like exercises on each one yeah what the hell does that say well, the calf raise that's the one i was just pointing at the screen yeah so calf raises Single leg squats, jumping jacks, jump squats, Spider-Man lunges. Like, so I guess you just roll these out on the, the floor and then just do whatever it says. Oh, and it tells you how many reps to do with a different one. Oh. Max reps. I kind of thought it was like a bigger version of like the Spencer dice where it's like lick thigh, like suck ear. those. <laughs> <laughs> If that, well, but physical fitness. Well, if you name all of your sexual positions uh, a workout routine, if you use the same names, then you could use it that way. It it, it doubles it doubles for both. Uh, and this is just more exercises here. Um, you get that uh, many reps in. I think it's like one is yeah, one's like upper body exercises and one's lower body exercises. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think part. that's what that's what the other one looked like. The other one looked like it was all lower body. This is all lower, and yeah, this one's like things like crunches and shoulders and sit-ups and sweet. Yeah, that's cool. cool. Yeah, neat. And I'm just seeing if there's anything else in here. There's just like a thing Manual. that tells you what some of the exercises are. In case you don't know what a plank is. Right. That's where you just lay on the ground. That's my every day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I think that was it packages um yeah I'm, I'm 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 leaning toward justin still uh because of the socks and the shirt that just that just screams justin to me but i could be wrong is that your final guess uh yes I'm all right justin who who is brandon's secret santa damn it it's not I was, <laughs> I was actually, um i will tell you I will tell you straight off the bat, I did not buy those Bob Ross socks, so I do not know where they came from. <laughs> that wasn't yeah, part of it. What yeah. the fuck? Dude, that's I, a twist. I'm honestly not sure. As I bought them off of, I bought that off of Etsy. The 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 workout things. The workout thing. 
Unless my so, wife like slipped it in when she opened the package to check or something. I don't know. I'm really not sure how that would have messed up. Um, but uh, yeah, so enjoy some free socks. Uh, what that's so fuck? great of you, Troy, to remember his Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what's the great. That's what's blowing honestly, my mind right now. I got worried that like, oh shit, he didn't get the other package or something. Oh my um, god, that is yeah, hilarious that that wasn't so actually I, part of it. <laughs> And and I don't know. I saw the workout thing, and I like, I know you've been doing fitness, so I thought, oh, yeah. hey, it's like it's a D and D workout thing. But the shirt, yeah. though, no joke. I was trying to find something that was Evangelion or whatever. And I've never seen this show or know what it is, and so I went and I was like, oh, I, as you put all like literally your wish list was just the statues, I and know. I was like, well, if I buy one statue, that's it. That's his entire thing. So I yeah. wanted to mix it up, and I saw that shirt, and I I could not stop myself from buying it. <laughs> like it was just the most, as I knew at least Garfield was had nothing to do with the show. So right. I don't know. I I'm I apologize if you don't like the shirt. No, honestly, honestly, they threw me off when I first opened it because I was like, what the fuck does Garfield have to do with Evangelion? And I was like just super confused. But it's actually pretty cool because like. Garfield's a good show, honestly. Like, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I remember loving the hell out of that show. But it is just cool that it's an Evangelion shirt that, like, I don't think anybody else typically is going to have. So that is kind of cool. The, the internet sure does love its Garfield. <laughs> and friends. Uh, no, Justin? Cool. All right. So I'll go I have, I have what, a package. I'm going to... don't want to see your package. Yo. Ooh. I, mean, I thought I got pictures of some. Oh, well, <laughs> your your turn's coming, Troy. Yeah, it was the All right. full circle on that joke. Right, let's see here. We got looks like some, something. It's a. <laughs> it's a magic the get. Oh, my headphones. It's a magic the gathering. <laughs> Ugly sweater. Fuck yes. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> oh, that's what I... That's what we've been waiting for. You can't do that on the air. Oh, yeah. Two and a half hours into this podcast, people finally got the payoff. <laughs> it's going to be... Justin's going uh, wild. You're going to have to put some braiding stuff on the video now. <laughs> The dog's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> the dog's like, that's ugly as shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do am I am I stunting in my in my sweater? Honestly, it looks good on you. I think. <gasps> thank you, thank that's you. Pretty cool. Glorious. All right. Uh, sweet. If I had to guess, I would say. <laughs> I'm gonna guess Matt. It is not. Really? Yeah. Brand is it Brandon? It is I. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it was Tanner, but his screen's frozen. Yeah. <laughs> Tanner's like <laughs> Well, it couldn't have been Tanner because Tanner had me last year. So I knew it couldn't have been Tanner. Um, thank you, thank you. I love it. Cool. I was, I was before we move on, though. 
just can, am I completely dead on you guys again? No, okay. no, we can see you. No, no, okay, I'm just I'm gaslighting. Continue on. I'm like, do I need to be prepared? Do I need to be on this call again? <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you like it. Uh, it was a little bit of an impulse buy. I actually found that pretty early on after we did the, the name drawing. I don't know why the fuck it took so long to get to you. I ordered it from some like random ass place because I saw like an ad online and I was like, that looks perfect for Justin. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad, we, I'm glad we did these before Christmas too so you could wear it to Christmas events if you like. Yes, I will be very festive <laughs> in the week to come. Maddie, Maddie Martin. All right, I got two packages, which may or not may. I got a random there? card. Yeah, there's a CRV on. <laughs> the CRV. And I got two packages, but I don't know if both of them are from people. I but wonder I this, who they're from. Uh, this one is a a D and D D twenty D twelve. It's a D twelve shaped mug. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Open it up. Awesome. Neat. Oh, that's pretty cool. dope. That's yeah. Cool. You could roll Neat. your D12s or D20s and throw your it. glass. <laughs> <laughs> it was an eight for those of us playing at home. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> and uh, let's see. We got Pokemon Mad Lips. <laughs> So you can sexualize your Pokemon at home? I was say, porno Pokemon Mad Libs? Well, yeah, I mean... That's Not the everybody's got a pee, but we should do a Pokemon Mad Lib. <laughs> and then I've got one more, which... Maybe I somebody? I don't have to pee, but my dog really has to pee. And I've been waiting uh, to pee them out. I was going to say, you've been letting them out the whole time. The black and white one does not... They've just been pooping. Just go. <laughs> this has been the runs. <laughs> She won't go when there's a podcast on. Woman uh, after he, my he, own heart. He wants to go, uh, but I have to be out there and look at him so he does. Uh, make eye contact. <laughs> you're, that's not wrong. It's 100% true. I think it's a safety thing. Oh my God. Look at this lad. Oh, oh no, it broke. Cool. Did it break? That's his final evolution. First of all, it's not. <laughs> don't you tell him, don't you say that about my boy. <laughs> I've got glue, but looks like the fin broke. But it's got a little color changey thing. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's mudkip. It's mudkip. That's a mudkip. So, who would know that? It's me. It's not you. Definitely not. <laughs> I bought gifts for everyone to throw you all off. Uh. My initial thought is Justin, because Justin would be the person to know my favorite Pokemon. But, and I know it can't be Troy, so I'm going to go with Tanner as a wild card pick. That's correct, yeah. Oh. Uh, R.I.P. our boy Mudkip. <laughs> I know, he got, he, got, he got fucked up. Uh. All right, well, um, we can see about uh, if they'll take it back. And send you another one, or I could give you a replacement kit. We'll figure it out. You'll take him to Tapping the Pokemon. He has to go to the Pokemon Center. <laughs> All right, Troy. All right. Well, I know it was Matt. Uh, <laughs> my process of elimination. 
So maybe this isn't the best uh, format for how we should do it. Um, because it can be just because that was who gave it to me last year. And so, yeah. Um, I have three ifs. I have three. I will open them now. Crinkles. Look at Matt trying to show us up. Three gifts. <laughs> Extremely accurate, and I'm pretty sure I will be turning this into a gym shirt just for the immediate value. Of uh, that was the intention, so great. There is a, another one right here. I'm, it actually like is pretty smushed, so I hope it didn't ruin anything. I hope not. The, the packaging like came like pretty wrinkled up and stuff. Uh, styrofoam just the best. I'm so glad when it gets all over the place like glitter, but not fun. And glitter's not great either, but at least you can eat glitter. <laughs> <laughs> I would not follow anyone listening. I would not follow that uh, advice. I mean, you could eat styrofoam. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not recommended, but the if inside is a so it seems like a theme is a uh, like Viking style uh, mutt, which is pretty cool. It goes, yeah. Damn which it. I think it's funny that Matt also got a mutt for his. <laughs> and then the final gift. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, I'm showing you guys up with all my gifts. That's what happens when someone gets your your name but knows who you are. You get gifts that you actually like instead of Garfield t-shirts. <laughs> or, you know. What is in here? It's like... It's sand. Is it just a, this? Is it just this? I, I, what? Did you give me three things? Yeah, you should have three things. Oh, yeah. One thing's for It's going to be the Bob Ross socks all over again, where it's like some <laughs> fucking random it thing. It would be great that... if Bob Ross socks showed up in everybody's packages somehow. Then I would believe Bob Ross was real. <laughs> that would be horrifying. I don't know how that would work, but I don't want to imagine it. Oh, this is actually pretty cool. And it goes with the theme. Yes. And the thing is, I actually saw this already. Like, I saw a separate thing. And it's a, uh, a poster that's like a comic book poster, and it's God of War. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. I don't know where I saw this before, but I actually considered, like, maybe buying it for some reason for someone. So, very cool. Very cool. I like all three gifts. Very thematic. Thank you very much, Matt. I figure you just need one more poster on your wall, for sure. Yeah. What's well, one more poster? <laughs> Well, now Troy has to finish the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he got all of it. He's just going to replay the Thor fight over and over again. I mean, it was... That part was amazing. Like, that's the thing. It's just... If I'm, if we can talk about God of War for a second, all right? <laughs> just, I'm used to these huge, insane boss battles in the God of War games. And we had one. I'm I'm on chapter ten or twelve, and we've had one boss battle the entire fucking game. It feels like so. I just don't. I it doesn't feel very out of worry. It's just running into areas and killing a bunch of mud hips or fucking uh, frost zombies from Game of Thrones. Like that's that's ninety percent of the game. So the combat part is just kind of failing me. That's why I got annoyed.
Oh, Troy's yeah. gone. Troy got so annoyed, he turned his camera off. It's Tanner's turn. Yeah, now that Troy's All gone. Right. Before I get kicked off again, uh, well, obviously I have Justin, which I already knew for two reasons. One, because it was dropped off locally, uh, like I did last year. <laughs> and for two, uh, because it's got the classic tarantula fingers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and for three uh, tanner has a ring doorbell so it fucking saw me as i walked up to the door <laughs> to put the package that's even better that's great so i will open this up now um stuck on my phone it's probably like pixelated and stuff. no it's actually less pixelated now yeah it's actually somewhat better oh. in a bicycle he oh, yeah. is as the box too it's got a bunch of little question marks on it <laughs> extra credit yeah I, I i went the extra mile there i couldn't do that with troy put a return address for secret santa on the south left corner nice. yeah one two three secret avenue <laughs> that reminds me by the way next time we do this we should actually put something like care of secret santa or something in the address when we send these things, so then we don't have to have our significant others like opening them to see if it's a secret Santa gift. It'll just say right on the package. Don't you actually? I don't know how you can actually do that in the address. So not in the address itself, but like you know how you can you put in the name of the person you're sending it to. Sure. I remember when I was a kid, my grandparents when they would send things to us for like gifts, it would say like you know Brandon Smith, care of Ramona Marlowe or whatever, you know, like care of, and then the parents' name. So they put like. Your name and then C O and then something huh. else. We could do that. Care of Santa. Add that to the name. <laughs> okay. Uh, for starters, we got ham chop dog toy right here. Oh, uh, Misty will certainly go to town on. Uh, I can feel that uh, some of the husky pups have uh, had a good time with <laughs> lamb chop as well. Yeah, it, it, in the little hole. Back. Yes, it, it, it is a used dog toy. I mainly used it to stuff the package so that the actual items wouldn't move around a lot in the box. That's great. But yes, it, it was the least destroyed out of the four or five lamb chops in my garage, so it is still a very much usable dog toy. Well, beautiful. Uh, Missy's going to go to town on that for sure. Um, so I've got three little gifties inside of here. Um Let's see what we got. I'll go with the cylinder uh, size. Almost certainly poster-shaped thing. Yeah. What could it be? What could it, it be? be? Stick of dynamite. Ooh. I can see from the label that this is uh, related to an artist that I greatly love. Um, <laughs> Notorious B.I.G. It's a... Uh, Highly sealed, though. Uh, let's see if I can get in here without any sort of sharp objects. Yes, for for those of you listening at home, it is Tyler the Creator. Yes, uh, the artist is Tyler the Creator. I was gonna say that. Yeah, I, I know. I knew it was gonna take a minute because yeah, it is very tightly wrapped in whatever cellophane thing that. So many layers to this. <laughs> This was a terrible choice for the first thing to open. <laughs> Brandon's going to pee his pants on air. Like a vinyl print, Tyler, right there. Oh my Done like 
this. Uh, it's pretty cool. And it's a nice little compact, too. So he's looking beautiful there. Isn't he? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Excellent. Love Tyler. Next, we've got this little boxy Troy's back, maybe. Possibly. Cab's back from outer space. And this is, oh. It's a little like uh, like Japanese kind of Lego brand Kirby. Oh, that's uh, pretty neat. Oh, that's awesome. I yeah, love that. A little nano Go. Kirby block. Here this week. <laughs> Ready for that. And then last but not least, we have... Now I have to drop. <laughs> Ooh, is this a... Okay, so it's in a Commander Spirit Squadron box. The Magic the Gathering. Um, is that actually what it is? Yeah, or... it's, it's, a command, it's a fully uh, built Commander deck. It's like a blue-white <laughs> Spirit deck. Fuck yeah. I can't wait to... Well, okay, this means you have to face me at this. Now. Yes. <laughs> um, that's the key part of the gift, is now I have to... Uh, bully him into playing me <laughs> with it, but hell yeah, I won't. Uh, I won't make everybody watch me open the deck, but I'm very. You go through every card. Yeah. And then the uh, basic lands. Uh, look at the pictures in this one. Yeah. <laughs> so, but awesome possum, thank you so much. You're we welcome. made it, guys. We did. We it. did it. It took three hours or so. It's yeah. It was. Any... Oh. And it's like, can I please? Go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brandon, it, just pretend you're disconnected yeah. like me and Tanner did. That's when so, we yeah. it's a, if, if you stuck around this long, you know, thank you for watching and or listening. You know, I know it was two hours and 40 minutes. Half the people dropped and had to come back a couple times, but we made it all the way through. Everyone got their Secret Santa stuff in time before Christmas, so I'm incredibly thankful for that. And I want to thank you guys for... You know, coming on, doing this again. It was I love doing the Secret Santa thing with my boys. It's always a lot of fun. I'm I'm really glad that Brian can join us this year. Yeah, yeah. Brian. <laughs> wherever you are, Doctor Tran. You know he's probably doing evasive surgery right now. Maybe playing paintball. I don't fucking know. But wherever he is, I know he's in the Discord somewhere. Lurking. Lurking. <laughs> always lurking. That man, born to lurk. <laughs>